0: or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC.
2: Joining Tom Souter, it's Pat Hardy
1: from HawkFanatic.com, and on the line with us, we have Jan Jensen. Uh, right, well, joining us is Jan Jensen, associate head coach for the Iowa women's basketball team, and her son, Jack. And Jack, who recently uh, just uh, walked... What was it, 120,000
3: steps in one day? Not in one day, I don't... Was it one day, Jan? Yes, it was.
4: yes He it walked was.
3: 72 miles in one... Is that how many miles?
1: Yeah, that comes to about 72 miles, Jack. My Good legs God. are sore just thinking about it.
5: <laughs> well, the, the the steps are the more accurate, like the the pace of like how long is his stride versus your stride or Megan Gustafson's stride. But it was... It, it was around that, that mileage wow. for, for sure. <laughs> that is incredible.
3: I mean, I try to walk 10,000 steps a day, and that takes a time and a considerable amount of effort. I mean, so Jack, um, talk about how this idea came about. I mean, this money, you ra- what did you raise? You raised money for the shelter house. Just talk about how the idea came about and, just, and the, the, the discipline it took to, to do this.
6: This is actually my third year Mm -hmm. um, raising money for the shelter house. Um, I've always been, like, uh, someone that wants to do challenging goals. And um, one day I woke up and decided I wanted to walk 100,000 steps in a day. And it kind of became a tradition. But um, just three years ago, uh, we decided that we wanted to um, show some some support to the shelter house um, and raise money for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, That first time we raised $4,000. The second time, we raised $10,000, oh. and this year, we raised almost $13,000. Oh. Holy
3: cow. I mean, that's, all, that's almost $30,000 combined. So before, did you always mm-hmm. like walking? Did you like physical stuff? What was it that made you yeah. think walking would be what you wanted to do?
6: Um, I used to love, like, I had a Fitbit, like, when I was, like, 10, and I just loved, like, watching the totals rack up. And um, just one day, I wanted to do a crazy goal of 100000 and um, it's kind of became a tradition since to walk, but we just recently decided to make it a fundraiser and show some support. Wow, that's
5: great. I, I'll, I'll have to credit my, my spouse, Julie Fitzpatrick. Uh-huh. We, were, we heard this outlandish 100,000 steps, and we were like, there's no way, you know, talking as parents, is it safe? That's crazy. And um, I think Jack sometimes, this age group, they're kind of inspired by YouTubers who do kind of fun, sure. outlandish things. And then Jack really loved his Fitbit and just loves seeing – he's really into numbers and is quite smart with numbers and math. And so Julie thought, well, what good can we do? And so we brainstormed, how do we take this, this energy of this you know 11-year-old kid and try <laughs> to put it with good – and then uh, we talked about different charities that we've supported, or I should say, not-for-profit organizations. Mm-hmm. And and then let Jack kind of uh, take it from there. And it just kind of was uh, with the shelter house when they're walking outside a lot, and Jack kind of coupled it with that. So I guess that's where the idea was born. Wow!
1: So, so Jack, how many calories did you burn?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: 7,000. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> <100%. laughs> That's
4: just unbelievable.
3: Seven thousand—that's how many I eat and if, a day. If
5: you see Jack, you wouldn't believe he has seven thousand to burn anyway. <laughs> I—it's I, like the guy's a string bean. <laughs>
3: so, so Jack, was it harder mentally or physically once you get going when you're thirty thousand steps into it? What what's a bigger challenge for you?
6: It's both. I mean, physically, we're kind of starting to get some soreness. In our feet mm-hmm. and then also just to know that you have 90,000 more steps <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> yeah
5: <laughs> I, I think we we decided that the between 50,000 and 80,000 steps of the goal is always the part where we are like this is tough right Jack yeah <laughs> that's exactly right.
3: so so Jan what time right, what time did you start doing it like t- t- the day you I mean how, yep. how many hours did it take
5: well we um we got up at three thirty or, or about three fifteen, and we started walking by three forty. and uh, it's so dark that we just kind of make laps in our house mm-hmm. jack really wears a little path and then um we try to go out and we try to catch the sunset you know this the sunrise for yeah still tired <laughs> um, we try to catch the sunrise that particular day it was very gray at the time so we missed that and then we came home and then Uh, Julie uh, has the proteins and the pancakes and everything waiting. And then uh, Julie joins us for a big chunk of the walk, and then she becomes major sag wagon for the rest of the day. Okay, And um, then we just kind of of let the route take us. But Jack, he starts out with a pretty good plan of where we're going to be and what time we should be.
1: So, Jan, how much of the walk did you do?
5: Well, I, I moved for all of it. You know, I, I'm Jack definitely does the 120,000 steps, but I'm, I'm not too far be, behind. Uh, but sometimes I'll like run to get us the water or like stop the video or try to make a, a, a post. So I'm moving. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's Jack that will definitely get it on, on his Fitbit, but I'm, I'm pretty much there on the most every step of the way. And, uh, I have uh, ice bags on my legs to prove it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Jan, during the course of the walk, he's never. There's always people with him, right?
5: Yeah, there there is, and uh, I, you know, don't do it necessarily for the personal feeder challenge. Although I I do get competitive, and I I want to finish it with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love the time. I think every parent out there. Uh, My favorite part is just being with him for that bulk of time and all of the conversations that that happened and pushing through together. And um, that's the the great part. But when when we get a little bit tired, uh, Jack can kind of tell you about our buddies and friends.
6: Yeah, uh, we probably wouldn't have finished if a bunch of my buddies didn't come and support me because it's tough mentally. And when you have, like, someone with fresh legs, it's good for them to, like, push me through.
1: So, did you wear the same pair of shoes the whole time? I was just going to ask that.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. So, I think we changed four times. Is that about right, yeah.
3: So, we when did
6: wore each wore four different? Did you well, did,
0: did
3: you do every change just based on how your feet uh, how you felt, or mm-hmm. how did you decide when it was yeah. time to change shoes?
6: Yeah, when when I was kind of, when my foot was kind of getting. Of the sole, uh, we decided to make a switch.
3: I mean, obviously, your legs. What part hurt? Like when I walk, sometimes my toes. I mean, what 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 part hurt the <laughs> most for you? I mean, is there any like
6: um probably the heel. Okay, because it always like I I I wore a smaller shoe for whatever reason, and it kind of always rubbed on my heel. So that was probably a big challenge.
3: Okay, and as far as the where you walk, is it strictly all on roads? Do you go through woods, park? I mean, do you try to make it scenic to kind of give you something to look at?
6: Yes, we did. Um, our loop, we started at our house, which is like right next to North Liberty, just like on the border. Okay. Um, and we went all the way down to Terry Trueblood Rec oh, area. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah.
3: Wow. That's, I mean, it's the next time I start whining when I'm walking. i, I got to ask you, Jan, if any of your players – start um, whining or starting to show fatigue. You've got a pretty good source of inspiration for them. I'm sure they're aware of what Jack's doing.
5: That's exactly right. It was kind of funny. Uh, We made a a loop inside Carver during the day. We had a finish in Carver because the the weather got pretty ominous. But we were in there, and Julie, who's a physical therapist, which comes in extremely handy for these extreme feet, feet, we were – getting our, our hamstrings stretched out and in walks Monica Sanano and Kate Martin. And they were, they were cracking up, but had much respect. And, uh, so they, they being athletes, I think they really very much recognize that. Um, and none of them would probably sign up for that feat. Right, Jack? <laughs> I don't know about that.
3: So I'm just curious, Jack, do you have any friends that have said, Hey, I may join you on this next year from start to finish. Has anyone volunteered to do that?
6: Yeah, there are a lot of people that really Not want start to, to finish—not start to finish, but throughout the day. Okay, okay. So, is this something for...
3: you see yourself continuing to do? What do you see in the future for this?
6: Um, yeah, probably I will continue doing this. I don't know if I'll go much past this 120,000, but um, I but gotta yeah, have goals, Jack. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
5: And, and how boys, did you? Don't encourage there, guys. Don't <laughs> encourage the extra forty. So Jen. You know, go ahead. That I'm sorry. That was an interesting. No, sorry. It's the you know cell phone mic here. Sure. Uh, that's an interesting thing as a parent because some of our other well, Lisa Bluter was like, "Oh my gosh, that's that's nuts." Are you all right? Was he trained and and it's that balance because it, you don't want to be unsafe, um, but sure. I, you love his drive. And, you know, setting the goals of what he would like to raise. I found myself at some point saying, oh, let's hold back. I don't know. And But then when I think about in my life and what I do as a, a, a coach is, you know, I'd like to think we're in the dream building business, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So it's that the yin and the yang of um, wanting to support, but certainly not wanting to over promote. But yet when you see this this cause and he has fun with it um it just is something that was um you know it just kind of organically grew mm-hmm. and um you know he's a teenager and we'll see what happens in year 14 and if if this was the last one i mean three years of supporting a good cause and and having some uh great moments with neighbors and friends to help push us through and all of the great people that support it, it's been a pretty fun venture
1: so Jack, what do you do to train for this?
6: Walk. Um, pretty much don't walk the day before. Okay. Just, like <laughs> sit on my lap, just sit. Um I probably well, I don't really eat much most of the time before for whatever reason. I don't really eat as much um during but basketball track. Yeah. Yeah. Um a lot of sports kind of prepare me for a feat like this because that's,
3: that's what I wanted to ask yeah. you. What other sport what mm-hmm. sports do you play?
6: Um, I play basketball. That one's Gee, there's there's no the shocker, yeah. <laughs> No shocker, and I also I'm also into golf. Okay,
3: okay. okay. Which
6: isn't as track thing. Oh, and track they want to be Yeah, I was back. gonna say. I, have
3: you thought? I was gonna. It sounds like you'd be a great long distance runner in track. <laughs> I mean, exactly.
6: Yeah, long distance. Yep. <laughs>
3: so, how did you decide on 120,000 steps? How did that number come to be?
6: So the first year where I um, didn't raise money, we did 100,000. <laughs> like the second year, which I call the first year. Uh, when we actually raised money, I, we did 110000 Okay, and I've just gone up by 5000 each year. Okay,
3: okay. So is it easier? Was it easier this time compared to the first time? Is your body getting used to and as you get older, is yep. it easier for you to do it?
6: Yeah, it, it definitely is getting easier because uh, my hamstrings are finally starting to like work in my favor. Um, yeah, the first couple of years, it was very tough. But this year, I mean, it's not like it wasn't tough, but um, it was definitely easier because I'm much, I'm much more stronger
3: now so and then jan of course you've trusted him as i don't know if athletes are, you know what you're what jack's capable of how much of the, that discussion did you talk to a doctor i mean because some kids probably yeah. couldn't physically do this but you had faith that your son could because you've seen him i mean you've raised him yeah
5: and and you know my my spouse is here. I'm I'm gonna let her take that, that okay, one because okay. she's a physical therapist. And her, this is Julie Fitzpatrick.
3: Okay, Julie. Welcome. Hi, hi, Julie. And How just,
5: are you? Good. Hi. Good. Yeah. No,
4: it's a great question. And actually, the first year I was so nervous, I actually slept with him the whole night because I, after he walked it, because I thought, geez, the toll that it you know would take on anyone, especially a, a young child who doesn't have much reserve. Um, we kept him really hydrated and protein and all of that. But, you know, amazingly, kids are so resilient. The sure. next day he bounced back so quickly. You know, he's sore. He's sore. But um, for sure by the following day, he's, he's pretty good. So, you know, each year we really watch him and we keep him, um, you know, hydrated and fed. And, and being a physical therapist, you know, there's a lot of things I, I watch for throughout the day. So um, he's proven himself and he's done, done a great job.
1: So during the walk,
5: I, I think that I think we're a good combination because I also, for the good and the bad of it, being a Division One coach, um, I I we push and we go, you know, goals, and we're always pushing through them. Sure. So I have a pretty high pain tolerance my, myself, and that balance with Julie being a former D one athlete, but also a physical therapist with much knowledge of the body and how to hydrate and. Uh, one of our good friends was the former rowing coach here, Mandy Kowal. Okay. And Jack has done, when he was a kid, he did some kid triathlons. So we've had, you know, good people kind of in our camp. And obviously, you know your kid. And if we're walking and if he starts to look like, it, if he ever started to look like there was going to be a problem, I mean, it's not like the world depends on this, right? <laughs> we can easily stop the walk. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of knowledge, a lot of trust, and a lot of... um fueling at the right time
1: so does he i mean just kind of swill gatorade throughout <laughs>
6: throughout the walk or that's, is it <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it it's water and gatorade that really kind of get me
3: and do you eat how much and how much sticks. do you eat during
0: it
6: not much because um, it really it'll take a toll on my body like you know how you get stitches if you drink too much water like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. might happen So I really don't eat that much while I'm walking. Grilled chicken. Grilled chicken, though, like little bits of grilled chicken throughout the day definitely help. So
3: then the next day, when you wake up, are you hungry the next day, or is it more you're just so sore? How how is the next day? How would you describe it?
6: Um, The next day, I'm very sore. Um, My back is sore Mm -hmm. for I for whatever reason, kind of the back was sore. Um, I was very hungry for sure um, because I had a ton of calories to burn. Um, or to kind of free calorie storage, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I did it the next day was more sore and kind of hurt a lot more than the actual day of.
3: I'm curious, what were you hungry for? What was your first choice for food?
6: Pancakes, honestly, or maybe even McDonald's. Okay,
3: <laughs> I I could see that it would yeah. make sense. I mean, get yeah. I mean, get something that has a lot of mass and get it in there because yeah, you're, you you burned yeah. seven thousand calories, man. Your body was probably like, wow. I mean, um, so. When your mind starts to, the fact that there's people around you when you're walking, how much easier does that make it as opposed to like if you were out there by yourself at times when that mental stuff starts to kick in? You can use kind of the people as support and inspiration, but also sort of as a distraction, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, just, for sure. Just talk about how um, important they, that is.
6: They're key parts of
3: it.
5: it I think um, that the distract the distraction piece is is really true. Sure. Um, there was a moment um, the Between ten thirty and midnight, where Jack was, he's pretty level-headed and he doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low, he doesn't say much. Where he's pretty much like throughout the day. We need to be at thirty thousand steps here. We need to hit a hundred thousand steps here, and and we'll go above and be a little lag at different times. But at that last hour and a half or so, he was worried we weren't going to make it. And uh, one of our buddies. Um, my neighbor, Brad Dunlap, he brought a little uh, little portable speaker into Carver and just started blasting oh. 70s songs, which would not be Jack's genre of music, of course, but Brad is a great guy and just funny, and that kind of thing just kind of took the, the focus of off of the pain and maybe the, the fear that... Jack wasn't going to make it, so I think distraction is is key.
1: <laughs> so you said you started at roughly three thirty in the morning. Then when did
6: you stop? Eleven forty. It was exactly 12, <sighs> 20, 20 hours.
3: Wow, that's just mind boggling. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's incredible. Um, so and the other thing, and I know with you, Jack, it's different. You're young. You're, I mean, you're you're a teenager. Your body's developing. But Jan and Julie, just the important what walking can do just physically for people our age i mean just it it is such a i think sometimes it's overlooked as far as a physical activity that you can use to get into shape i mean but just talk about that just what it can do for the body
4: yeah i'll speak to that for sure Mm -hmm. um you know walking is one of the very best things um that people can do and obviously you don't need to walk what jack walked to get the benefit (laughs) thank god you know yeah, thank goodness. But even, you know, a 30 minute brisk walk, um, even, you know, three to five times a week really does, you know, it keeps your muscles toned. It keeps your circulation flowing. It helps with digestion. It just, it's, it's everything. And um, I always tell if I had one piece of advice to give to all of my patients, it would be to never stop moving.
7: That seems- yeah, keep
4: moving, and and walking is one thing that most everyone can do. Not not all, but most everyone, and it's just a great form of exercise. It's not hard on the joints, it, it, and it helps the entire body.
3: And you can kind of dictate the pace you want to walk at too. There's a lot, you can you can walk at so many different. I mean, you guys have seen me. I mean, it's made a huge difference for me. I've lost like 40 pounds from walking over the last two years, and I haven't really changed my diet that much. It's just the the daily exercise. I mean, it's just i mean it's time consuming but you can also get a lot done in your mind while you're walking too you find you doing that jack do you when you're out there walking you think about things away away from that um, just just your life in general things you want to do i'm sure you have a lot of time to to think about stuff
6: yeah um yeah i mean they, i do think of some things while i'm walking for sure like like being done for instance
5: (laughs) 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 i'm I'm sure you're thinking how cool your your parents are the and the walkers right and forgiving us of all of the times we're nagging at you is that what you're thinking about
3: so when he first brought this up to you guys did you think he was serious did you think it would happen or did you think this would blow over or how serious did you take him when he first started talking about this
5: yeah, well, when he first like the first thing he did is one time during a Sunday football game is how many steps she walked during that. He walked 75,000 steps in our house just in the winter just walking to see what he could do in his Fitbit. Wow. And then that's when we kind of put it um the after that he said, "Well, I want to do this um I want to go a hundred thousand. And then he, then we started to kind of come up with like, well, if you're going to do that, let's try to let's, what good can we do? Which came up with this walk. And then, um, I, you know, I think any parent you're like, is that really going to happen? You know, next mm-hmm. time. And then he's just a really organized guy. When he gets something, a challenge in his head and a goal, he just kind of organized it. And we reached out to our shelter house, uh, organization and, then it just kind of, you know, got some momentum. And, you know, we're just really grateful. Uh, Julie and I have felt like ever since we've lived in this community, it just has so much good in Mm -hmm. it. And we as a Hawkeye family, obviously we're the benefactors of such great support and having great jobs, but we've always tried to give back. And um, Shelter House has been one of the things um, that we've, you know, been a part of. I served on the board early in my career here or in my life here. And it was just kind of a nice, like I said, thing. Um, but, you know, after the first one, I thought, okay, we can maybe kind of stop. And then Jack kind of wanted to continue it. And I think that's the hard part as a parent is um, when, when the goal gets higher from 100,000, now we're at 120,000 steps. And, uh, you know, you're, you kind of worry about that, the time when you can't quite reach it, but mm-hmm. that's a life lesson too, right? Sure. you yeah. you got to kind of hit that threshold and also with financially. Um, I didn't, I thought 10,000 was a bit high this year for that, for that goal. But again, anything he would have raised would have been uh, such a help to that, their, you know, their fundraising um, budget. So um, we're just, you know, I think Julie and I just say a lot of prayers along with other parents that you continue to guide your kids as much and, and push them and then hold them back and we're just hoping he'll keep walking in the right direction. Right. Well,
3: that's, <laughs> I, it's amazing. And I have a feeling he will. And I just, I mean, this is a pretty easy question. How proud are both of you at what he's, what he's yeah. growing into and what the, just the way he acts yeah. and just the, just the unselfishness mm-hmm. and his yeah. ability to think about a greater cause than himself at this age.
4: You know, we are, we are incredibly proud of Jack. Um, he, he's a great kid and he's been a joy, um, to raise and, You know, the thing about Jack is not only does he have these outlandish goals, but he really has the ability to execute them Mm
7: -hmm.
4: and follow through. And, you know, we're coaching him along the way, but he really does get it. And um, he's got a kind heart and he is, um, you know, a giver. And uh, we we could not be more proud. So, Jack, I
5: I would agree with you. Well, no, I just would say that that's true. And I think it's in this day and age of, I think what, and Jack's sitting right here, so it's kind of funny, or another mini little worrier lecture, you know, it's just such a selfie-centered world, right? Mm-hmm. And how much, you know, you're, and you want, you're proud of what you accomplish, and this is what I did, but really, to keep that focus of, we can do a lot of good doing some fun things that are crazy, but always making sure that we're bringing others along, or mm-hmm. helping others, and that. If Jack can keep that in this in this world um, because as a recruiter, I've noticed you know wow, the self promotion that's happened in the last five years versus the first twenty five of my careers it's just such a fine line mm-hmm. and um that's what i we pray for him is right now he he does have a heart and he gets it um and we hope that he can choose a great profession because when he has a a thought or a goal that is something that excites him, he can, you know, totally go for it. But, you know, I don't want him to realize that he is still a teen, snarky teenager sure. at times and will forget to do a chore. And I'm like, what? Get back here. Don't walk. Run, He's human. Now. He's human. Yep. So let, let's not get his head too big, fellas. Well, let will be real here.
3: Well, <laughs> uh, I got to ask you, Jack. Um, I assume you said you golf. You probably, have you ever ridden a golf cart? I assume you walk the course when you play?
6: Yeah. Okay. Well, when, when I go with... When I go with my parents, like, we drive a car, but when I, yeah, when I just go, pretty much, I pretty much go almost every day. Okay. And, de- um, and I just go out and walk.
3: Describe your basketball game. I mean, you've got two, two basketball experts there. What kind of, um, what position do you play? How, um, what, what kind of game do you have?
6: Well, I'm pretty much the definition of just a shooter. Okay. Point shooter. That's probably. Well, that's obviously my biggest role
5: on we're, the team. But we're working on the ball handling and the tack. Okay. And the defense. Okay. And Jack, I gotta. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna. Guys I'm, guys, I'm gonna sign off. I I have a team meeting here, but Jack is gonna hang here okay. as long as you you'd like him and Julie and. Okay. I just want to thank you for having us on and thanks for your great support of the Hawks and uh, God bless you. Okay, guys. Jan. Thank
3: you. Appreciate thanks, it. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: We won't keep you much longer, Jack, but we really appreciate you coming on this morning and giving us uh, perspective here and how things, uh, how we all can try a little bit harder and maybe strive for higher goals, and you've been a a great example for all of us, and uh, wow. But
3: I will say, Jack, the next time I look down at my cell phone and I cross that um, 10,000 step mark for a walk, it's not going to feel as good as it used to Uh, it's just it's just mind-boggling what you've done i mean it really is i mean that's i mean it's just uh, the commitment the uh, it's just great man i'm really impressed and we appreciate you you guys all coming on and i think our listeners enjoyed this this is a good cause and i mean if you do it again next year we'll promote it again and just uh, thank you both for coming on we appreciate it tom you oh wait we got it you got to ask Jack our question. Okay, yeah. I mean, Jack, you like music, and we're a radio station. This is a question we ask anyone associated with Iowa. Tom always does. This All is right. how we end our interviews.
1: This is a tough one, Jack. Got nothing to do with walking, basketball, golf, nothing. <laughs> All right. Uh, your mom picks up the phone and says, Jack, I need your help. Jan, oh, of course. And uh, she says, we need to fill up Kinnick Stadium with a band or an act. Who is Jack
3: going to hire?
6: A band or what? A band or, or a
1: singer
3: or an act. Yeah, who, whoever you think would who's fill up gonna Kinnick. Who's going to
1: fill up Kinnick? Who are you going to get? Fill up Kinnick. Yes.
6: Um, like who? A band that you like. Yeah. A band that I like. Yeah. See. Can... I think that you could fill it up. Ah, this is a tough one. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not the biggest guy into music, but... Um, well, who's one of your favorite I acts? Know, I know people. Um, oh, Let
3: me think. This is tough. Um, this is tough. Is this tougher than walking 120,000 yeah. <laughs> steps in a day? <laughs>
6: yes,
3: it is. <laughs> Julie, you can help um, him. We had Lisa Bluter on. She said Fleetwood Mac. She did. We great had, I can't remember who Jan said. Do you remember who Jan said when we had her on a couple? She
1: had, no, but she had a great she answer. She had actually
3: a couple. She had a couple. I mean, Kirk Ferent said Bruce Springsteen. Fran McCaffrey said Bruce Springsteen.
4: Well, I'll give you mine. Okay. okay. I would love pink.
3: Oh. Oh, good choice. Somebody just had pink yeah. recently. Yeah, um, pink. She's
4: amazing. I, yeah, the, all she, these. We've seen her in concert. She's, she's incredible.
1: Did all the acrobatics and
6: flying yeah. through the air and stuff? Yes.
3: Oh, you guys are huge it's, pink.
6: It's oh. Quite a performance. Oh, pink. Well, you want to go with that one,
3: Jack? Will that work?
6: I think a band like Imagine Dragons or something. Oh, that okay. Up.
3: I like them. Oh, that. Well, oh, that's a new one. That is a new one, but you guys have played them. A lot oh
1: yeah, okay. yeah. We like Imagine Dragons a lot.
3: Good answer, Jack. Hey, hey, this was a lot of fun, and I, like I said, I've got so much respect for what you've done, and, and Julie for your support for him. This is a great cause, and thank you guys for coming on. We really enjoyed
4: it.
1: We sure do. Hey, thank you. Thank this you.
4: This was guys. really fun. We okay. really appreciate it. Okay, thanks. Have take, a great day. You all too. Right, take care. Thank bye. you. Bye bye.
1: Wow! So he averaged uh, six miles
3: per hour. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't keep wanting to bring me into this, but I have been walking a lot lately, so I can really relate to this. And ten thousand steps is significant. It to is. Do that in a day—that's you know—to walk at a pretty good pace, and that's about roughly five miles right there. I mean, it's just—I mean, it, when you're younger, yes, you're in much better shape and whatever. I don't think mentally, I. At 12 13 i wouldn't have had no interest in doing this no i wouldn't have had the discipline i wouldn't have had i just wouldn't have had the i'll even say at the heart i just wouldn't have done it i don't want to do that
1: no. that's what
3: impresses me the most about it the fact that he can do it physically there's all that's impressive too but just his mind the way it works that is amazing i get tired driving to the quad cities <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that's just so neat,
3: though. Although, Captain, I've seen you walk at a good pace when we go on a break and you sprint back to the bathroom, bathroom, which at times the bathroom is like Mecca here. You guys are just racing to get there. Well, I need a break after that. I'm tired. I'm
1: on
2: my third diet
1: coat. (laughs) Well, let's do take a little break, and we'll be back with uh, some uh, nonsense and maybe some more Hawk stuff. One... 1-800-800-ROSE, your FTD florist, is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. 1-800-800-ROSE. It's so easy, just remember one number. 1-800-800-ROSE, your FTD florist. 800-800-ROADS 800, 800
0: Remember You see the same people there greeting you, and they know you. I think of my cell phone. There's not a big distinction there from family to customer.
6: Deary Ford in Iowa City.
0: That kind of relationship that goes deep. Taking care of you, taking care of your vehicle. It's just that growing list of friends, frankly, that uh, that's Kind of been the big payoff for me the ownership experience is going to be four or five plus years we have to be there for you
6: deary ford in iowa city see why people choose them over and over again dearyford.com
1: over the years car keys have gotten extremely complex mike's lock and keys for cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today.
0: Hey everybody, it's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert, and I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call 3950800 or visit us on the web at BigDogSatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. Dear U of I, just a note to let you know, if you're ever
8: thinking about selling Kinnick Stadium or Carver-Hawkeye Arena, please consider Hawkeye Title and Settlement. We're here to provide efficient, high-quality real estate title and closing services. Signed, Hawkeye Fan Forever, and send. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Whether it's a large commercial property or if you're buying your first home, remember we're here to help. Hawkeye Title and Settlement Services of Iowa City. You'll love our team just
0: like you love the Hawks car won't go into gear, call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair, in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventative maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't go into gear, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. Visit sales at souples.net or call 337-2246. Don't
2: let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental Team provide superior care for your entire family.
9: Hi, this is Bill Eichsring of the Oxyok Inn. Our doors are open again. Although the way we serve you is different, we're still here and ready to welcome you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Oxyok family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for the past 80 years. Those values are now more important than ever. Now serving family-style breakfast Saturday and Sunday with lunch, dinner, and banquets daily. Don't forget, you can still order curbside carryout and take the comforting taste of the Oxyoke home with you to share at your family's table. Visit Axiokin.com, Instagram, or our Facebook page for menu and weekly specials. From our Axiok family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon. And we'll be glad you're here at the Axiok in the heart of Amana.
7: The
1: KCJJ Weather from
3: SevereStudios.com. We
0: have a slight chance of an isolated shower or thundershower possible
2: this afternoon. Otherwise, today will be partly cloudy. We'll get to about 83 for a high with wind out of the west becoming north at 5 to 10. Clear tonight down to 66 tomorrow. Same thing, an isolated shower or thunder shower. Otherwise, mostly sunny 86 on Friday. Partly cloudy 80 will stay in the mid to upper 80s and dry through the weekend. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630. KCJJ. Right now, it's seventy-one. <laughs> wow. Everybody get back yeah. Everybody, get back in the studio. <laughs> <nine>, Hawkfanatic.com. <laughs> <awesome. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> we killed a half an hour with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great.
3: Yeah, they're trumping. Yeah. The, just to trump yeah. Thursday. Yeah, they got problems.
1: Okay. They got problems. I am still clicking off in my brain so Jack averaged 6 miles per hour mm-hmm. that he did so equaling 120 That's, a, that's steps. a very good pace. It is.
3: That's a very good pace.
1: So that means 10 minutes per mile.
3: It takes me about an hour and 20 minutes to walk just under 6 miles and I go at a pretty good pace. I yeah. mean granted I'm not a 14-year-old kid. No, it's incredible, but I still say the mental part impresses me almost as much or more than the physical part. The fact that he's able to just stay on course, that's not easy. No. You just tell, he's a
1: great
2: kid. Oh, you can't, yeah, can you know, you, and you can existence. feel the love
3: between the three of them. Yeah, I mean, and he, I don't he had,
1: had a great sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. he did. Well, does. Jan,
3: Jan does, and yes. I, I don't know Julie as well as I know Jan, but Jan's got a great sense of humor. She, she can Be self deprecating. The one thing I forgot, I wanted to ask Jack if he was aware of how many points his mom averaged as a senior in high school. Because yeah. <laughs> remember when we asked Jan <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. she's like, "You're trying to embarrass me, aren't you?" Because <laughs> you say it, Tom. What well, wasn't it sixty? She averaged sixty six points. Sixty six. I mean, how? Yeah, how she's the anti lick lighter. So,
1: so where did Jack get that scorers mentality in basketball? Then? I wonder. I wonder. He, he looks like. like a, wonder.
3: I I looked at the video he looks like a basketball player and you know there he's going to have every chance to succeed in basketball life he's but, but he's also going to take advantage of what he has too you know mm-hmm. he's not he looks like a kid who's not going to let anything go to waste and i'm just i'm just very impressed and i'm sure the shelter house um you guys know anyone at the shelter house? Do you guys ever oh, do any yeah, work with We they? have them we on have a, them. a lot. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'm sure well, next We'd time you have them.
2: A, a lot of money with this, for them. And- next time you have yeah. them on,
3: you should ask them. About, I'd love to get their yeah. thoughts on what, what Jack has been able to accomplish.
1: You got that, Jim? Well, that Saturday was
7: their moving
2: day event. Where the- yeah, we just had them. Yeah. We just oh. Had them. Yeah. yeah, we have them on regularly.
3: Well, the next time you have them on, you can ask them, yeah. tell them we had Jack on, and I'm sure it'd be I'd love to hear what they have to say about that because it's just really neat. I mean, it, it, it really is. It just makes, I mean, you can just sense how proud Jan and Julie are. They have reason to be.
1: And I wanted to ask Jan about the name image likeness thing, but I didn't think it was appropriate in this yeah, setting. we can have her on again. Yeah, Jan, it'd be good.
3: I, I like having Jan on, and I think she's good on the radio. And I no, think she's she, real good. She enjoys it. It was interesting. We were at we had Iowa basketball players yesterday, and um, Keegan Murray was asked about name, image, and likeness, and um, he's like, you know, he's definitely interested. But he goes, you know, I'm not going to just rush into this thing. Uh, he wants. He goes, I want to take some time and look and see my options or whatever. I, he's got a really smart approach, and I think Keegan also realizes. Keegan will do a lot better with name image and likeness if he has a good year this year. For sure. It'll help if he's playing really well and he's maybe the leader of this team. That's just going to help that. That's how this stuff works. You know how? I mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean the better you are, the more you're going to benefit from name image and likeness.
1: And we're looking at uh, going down to the uh, Cancun basketball tournament that the women are playing in this year over Thanksgiving and we may very well go down for that.
3: When you, you you and Ann?
1: And my brother, John, and and his wife, yeah. Yeah.
3: I remember going down to Padre Island for Licklider's first year when the men's team played there. It was, I mean, Padre was beautiful, but Mm -hmm. it it horizontal rain the whole time we were there. I was there for two days.
2: He kept telling the pilot, slow down.
3: (laughs) But it literally (laughs) rained the whole time we were there, and the people there said, man, it hardly ever rains down here. And then the morning I flew out, it was bright sunshine. But the two days we were down there, and when I'm talking rain, it's the kind of rain you could barely see. I mean, they said they'd never had any 48 hours of rain like this before the entire time we were down there. So there there I was down at Padre Island, and I mean – other than covering the one game each day and then talking to the players afterwards, you didn't have much else mm-hmm, to do. Mm-hmm. I just sat in the hotel room because it rained so hard.
1: Yeah, we, uh, our band played at South Padre. I, I love it. It's beautiful. Oh, beautiful.
3: But like I said, the rain just ruined it. I have not been back since. That was Lick's first year. And I believe they, did they play West Virginia? I can't remember who they played there. But yeah, that, was, that, would, have been, that would have been like de- December of 2007, I believe that was. Wow. Um, fourteen years ago. When? How long? Yeah, is that fourteen years ago? Uh, yeah. Almost. Wow. Sure is. Yeah, Lick started here fourteen years ago. Think about that. Yeah. Alfred left here fourteen years ago.
1: Wow. Yeah. It's
3: amazing when you think about. It. Time flies when you're having fun, huh?
2: hannah Bohana has been, been here for seventeen years now. <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah, you saw he
3: was on MSNBC yesterday for like literally like twenty seconds. I mean, he for was 20 on twenty seconds. Uh, it was It was maybe a little longer than that. It was. I, he was on with Hallie Jackson. Is that her name? Yeah. And I mean, but it's good, though. I mean, he's out. He's 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 pushing, you know, he's now seen as one of the he'll be looked at as one of the pioneers in this when you look back at it. And it'll, it'll be interesting. Jordan's another one. I mean, Jordan could help his name, image and likeness if he has a good mm-hmm. sixth year senior season. I mean, hopefully he's would you agree, Tom, he needs to play better this year than he did last year?
1: He, certainly more he consistently to, he too. has to yeah if yeah not, i agree
3: i mean this team i mean last year was hard enough for that team to absorb his poor performances this team will not be able Games where jordan just disappears this team will really suffer i think yeah the,
1: and th- this there's so many question marks on this team that you know i i think if they're not careful you know if they have a bunch of key injuries again this team could uh, could go south in a hurry.
3: It could. And one of those questions, I, and I wrote about him, is a big question, Josh Agundale. And his body looks different. He still has a ways to go, like he said, but he looks in so much better shape than he did when the season was going on. And I will say, he was pretty hard on himself. Yeah, He goes, I am so mad at my... Basically, he did not handle COVID very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always ways to exercise. You can always watch your diet. He said he just ate poorly, didn't exercise, and it took a toll. I mean, yeah. he sat around all yeah. last summer, stuck over in London, and by the time he finally was able to get over here, he was just completely out of shape. And he's like, guys, my skill set's never been the issue. He goes, I just couldn't get up and down the court. And he he, he goes, he said, he goes, I was really mad, especially after Jack Nunzi got hurt. He says he should have been there to help the team, yeah. and he wasn't. Yeah, and I think right. he's using that as motivation. But I think a good step and a good sign is the fact that he's willing to acknowledge that. Yeah, I th- you know I, I really enjoyed talking to him. I hope he I hope he makes it here. Plus, it's, I like the English accent. Oh yeah, he's. Uh... He's just he's a good kid. Gabe Olasani was a good kid. I I just and the other reason you got to hope Josh makes it, he's a six foot eleven center. Yeah, that's what they need more than anything right now. I mean, he's not going to be the second coming to Luka Garza, but if he could just get them six to eight points a game, four or five rebounds, and just, just be somebody that they can rely on for 15, 20 minutes a game in the post. They're not going to always have to play with a center, but it's going to be hard for them, I think, to be successful without either Josh or Riley Mulvey giving them some presence in the post.
1: And it's gonna. I mean, the team is gonna have to play very differently this year. Oh, I mean, without question, they, they're not gonna get twenty-five points from the post,
3: and they're also not going to erase ten-point deficits by making three threes like that. They're, Mm-mm. they're got. I don't Mm-mm. think they're gonna be near the three-point shooting team.
1: No, and it's gonna be. Hard, I, I think it's gonna be hard for this team to do, uh, come back from big
3: deficits yes, and stuff. Because I don't. Like I said, I don't think the three-point shot's gonna be a major yes. unless some players develop. Right now, you know, Bohannon can shoot threes. But anybody – but I don't really think Ashton – Austin Ashton Ash can shoot threes, but I'm not sure if he'll play enough I, I know. in key moments. But other than that, though, there's not another player on that team right now where I would say three-point shooting is a strength, would you?
1: No. No,
3: I wouldn't. I mean, Keegan Murray even said yesterday teams were sagging off me the second half of the Big Ten schedule. They knew that's the part of a game I got to work on, and he says he's working on that part. And teams were sagging off him. They knew he could drive and post up, but – they're giving you that fourteen to eighteen foot shot, and you got to show that you can make it. Because then, if you show you can make it, naturally they get back up on you, then he can start driving again.
1: You know, and if they if teams can sag off on Keegan and sag off on Connor when he's in there, you got the zone packed, you're you're dead.
3: And you're also can you do that when you do that? You can also double team Jordan. You can also limit Jordan's space to shoot. Jordan's going to find it harder, I think, to get three point shots because without CJ, without a camp without Garza, they're not going to they're not going to be able to space the floor yeah. like they have before. Yep. it's going to be much harder for them to space the floor. The team's
1: going to have a lot of challenges this year. I mean, they've got some good talent, I think. But oh yeah, um,
3: but pretty much every team in the Big Ten has good talent. Yeah, that's right. This, I mean, we'll see. I mean. But one thing they won't have is pressure and expectations. And like Keegan Murray said yesterday, they de- they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. I know it's cliche, but it is what it is. And a lot of the athletes use that. I mean, last year they started the preseason ranked fifth in the AP poll. My guess is this year they won't even be fifth in the Big Ten.
1: It, definitely. That's motivation. Prove yep. them wrong.
3: And that's what they have there for them. And with Fran, Fran's approach doesn't change. He's going to be just the same he was last year. Now, Fran will have to make adjustments without Luca. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to be weird that first game when you look out there and wow, there's no Luca Garza.
1: No Luca, no Joe Wieskamp.
3: Yeah, that will be weird too. But Luca was here for four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wieskamp was here for three. I, I get you. Yeah, it'll, mm-hmm. be, it'll be strange. It'll be strange without CJ. But Luca's the all time leading scorer. And there were times when Wieskamp struggled on offense. Uh-huh. Luca hardly ever, when Luca struggled, he would get 20 points. Yeah. You know, and that's gonna be interesting to see how they handle him not being there. And I think the other thing Luca did was he inspired his teammates by how much he hustled all the time, and that won't be there either.
1: No, well, they need to do the same thing.
3: And Josh said that he still talks to Luca, and Luca's advice is always the same. Just work. Just outwork everybody. And that's, and of course Luca had talent, but so does Josh. Josh wouldn't be here if he didn't have talent. Right. Fran McCaffrey just doesn't hand out scholarships. Josh has got talent. Josh told me yesterday that he can play fast. He could guard on the perimeter. He says, if someone leaves me open, I can make a three. He goes, the coaches, he goes, he talked about how the coaches allow him to play away from the basket. He goes, I just need to get in better conditioning so my body can catch up with my skill set. That was kind of his message yesterday.
1: Well, that's, and that's a good goal for him. Get mm-hmm. her that'd be great cuz we need him we need we need them all to up their games oh without question all of them like
3: i said there there's not going to be a lot i'm guessing they're going to be picked somewhere between 6th and 10th in the big 10 next year and that will be motivation cuz I mean, I know they haven't had any deep runs in the tournament, but they've been an upper-division team pretty consistently over these last few years in the conference. And this year is the first year where maybe I see that maybe being in jeopardy. I know they had the bad year four years ago where they went 14 and 19, but that looks more like an aberration now, doesn't it?
1: It does. And, well, sixth place gets you to the dance, and 10th place probably does not get you to the dance.
3: Yeah, and that's a big – yeah, there's a yep. big um, – there's a big difference between those two spots, so we'll yep. see. I mean, yep. we'll – We'll see. But, no, I think it's going to be an interesting team. I wrote a column a while back saying I'm more intrigued by this team right now than I am impressed by it. I, I, mean, I think
1: that's a good way to look I at mean, it. I mean, Joe
3: Toussaint at point guard is going to be – when's the last time they had somebody at point guard as quick as Joe Toussaint? Kevin It'll Smith? To,
1: yes. Yes. Kevin I mean, Smith. he's quicker
3: than Jeff Horner. He's quicker than Mike Gazelle. He's quicker than – I think he's even quicker than Dean Oliver. Yeah. And But there's more to it. I mean, Joe's – those guys those guys we named could... Uh, Gazelle was an average shooter, but Dean and Jeff could make threes. And that was a big part of their game, and that's one of the things... You know teams are going to sag off Joe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. God, they can't sag off everybody, though.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, they can. I mean, they can... Well, they can sag off everybody but Jordan. Yeah. That's what I think you're going to see a lot... Um it'll be I'm not saying they're gonna do boxing ones against Jordan because Jordan doesn't drive enough to the hoop to warrant that, but I think it's gonna be as lo- if the other guys aren't making threes, it's gonna be so much easier for defenses to play against to blanket him. Jordan from yeah, three. For and sure. That's the thing. That's what CJ did for Jordan. He created instant space for him. So but now shifting over to football, Iowa got a commitment from a quarterback. Um what was
1: Was it Carson? Carson May, May, May,
3: I believe. From Oklahoma. From Oklahoma, and we were talking On Twitter yesterday, somebody asked, I think it was Morehouse who asked, the last um, uh, player from Oklahoma besides George Kittle, I had to go all the way back to Eddie Pauly. Oh, wow. A defensive back under Hayden Fry. I was going to say
1: George Kittle comes to mind. George Kittle,
3: uh, and he didn't live in Oklahoma his whole life. He was there when his dad was coaching. But Eddie Pauly was the last player from Oklahoma that I could think of, and he played in the late 80s, early 90s under Hayden Fry. So Oklahoma is not a... Hotbed of recruiting for Iowa, so this is interesting. Now, this kid didn't have a ton of offers. This is well, Was
1: it Western Michigan? Western
3: Michigan and Old Dominion. So, I mean, we'll see. Iowa sees something in him. So, I mean, Ricky stanley didn't have a ton of offers. No, he didn't. And so we'll see what happens. I mean, they must like him. So, what's interesting is Iowa's last two quarterback commits, neither one had a Power Five offer other than from Iowa. The well, other Brad, being Banks, Joey
1: Brad Banks didn't have a great offer list, did he?
3: Well, Brad Banks went to Central Florida as a wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, so no, his situation was different. Yeah, and, but the beauty of Brad Banks is that it was so unusual what he did. I mean, I don't think, well, I don't think we will ever see that again. I don't think we'll ever see, or at least in my lifetime, which, uh, which is probably going to be your guys' lifetime too, at least I hope. That means I'm dying before you guys. <laughs> well, but I don't think we'll ever see another guy go from being a backup quarterback to the runner for the Heisman the next year, do you? Uh, no. I don't. just don't think. No. That stuff happens at like USC and Alabama. It doesn't happen at Iowa. Yeah. So that story was incredible story.
1: So they got their uh, quarterback for t- 2022. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how that kid develops. Um, well,
3: the 2022 class still has a lot of filling out to Got go.
1: a long ways to go, doesn't it? Yeah,
3: and I'm not – some people have asked me, well, why are you worried that they're not getting any – I'm, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt right now because I think COVID has slowed everything down. Mm-hmm. I think these kids, yeah. maybe in years past, they're ready to commit in June, but the reason they're ready to commit is they've been so – more deeply involved in personal face-to-face communication with coaches and whatever, they have a lot more information. I still think these kids are gathering info.
1: I, I think you're right. And uh, I imagine uh, – Well, yeah. they don't know how this is going to – you know, COVID's going to
7: play out. Well, no. plus
3: they just haven't had a chance to do a lot of in-person stuff. For some yeah. of these, it was their first trip to Iowa. Now, do I think Iowa's 2022 class is going to be one of the top ones in the Big Ten? No, I no. don't. I do not. Nope. And, but rarely is it. Well, so exactly. we'll, you just got to let it play out. So we'll see what happens.
1: If it can even be an average Iowa class, maybe this year that'll be okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. So we shall see. I mean, Ohio State's class is. The last I looked, they have I don't know how many five stars they have, but it's just they're they're just they it's just incredible. What they probably
1: doing. have more five stars in this one class than we've had in Ever. our history.
3: Iowa Ohio State is <laughs> to me is starting to sort of separate itself from the other 13 teams in the Big Ten, and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing.
1: It isn't. Well, and Hayden came, it was the big two and the little eight, and Mm -hmm. now it's the big one and the little 13.
3: Or maybe not little 13 or the other 13. How about that? Okay. But, no, you're right, though. And Michigan, I don't think Michigan's any closer to Ohio State right now than Iowa is. No. No, they're not. I don't think Michigan's. On paper, any better than Iowa right now? Mm-mm. They still have that Michigan name, but that's starting to that gets old after a while. That only go, that only carries you so far.
1: No, and I saw something, and I wish I could remember the exact numbers. But over the, like the last ten years, Iowa and Michigan's records been virtually identical. identical. Yeah, yeah,
3: almost identical. Yeah, you're right about that. And and meanwhile, Ohio State just I mean, it's just Ohio State is one notch below Alabama. Uh huh. They're just not, I mean. Not quite there. They're the second or third best team in the country almost every year, Ohio State. And it seems like the second best team in the Big Ten sometimes doesn't even finish in the top ten. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting because, I mean, Ohio State has key players they have to replace, quarterback and what have you. But to me, they're still a no-brainer pick to win the Big Ten, wouldn't they?
1: Absolutely.
3: I mean, without, I wouldn't even Without hesit-
1: any, and it's not close.
3: No. And hopefully that'll change. I have nothing against Ohio State. I just get tired of seeing them win every year. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. But no, you're right, though. Hayden did. When Hayden got here, it was three yards in a cloud of dust and the big two and the little eight, and yep. he ended all of that. Yes, he did. He did. He ended the, you know, he brought a passing game. To the Big Ten, which was much needed, and I mean, Hayden Fry was great for Big Ten football. He was a
1: breath of fresh air, both in his style and his just his presentation. Mm-hmm. Everything about Hayden was was fresh here, and it was great.
3: And how different would you say Hayden was from Evie?
1: Uh, uh, Personality. I mean, there were some similarities. But yeah, I mean, obviously, because Hayden,
3: Hayden could be intimidating. Hayden
1: could be extremely.
3: Hayden could be very. Trust me, I know. I mean, Hayden. Hayden had a little bit of, but where Hayden, Hayden just was so much more affable and just so had a. Every didn't. I don't. I have not read any stories of every joking with the media. I or,
1: don't recall, and I was just a kid, but I don't recall. Um, every having much of a sense of humor, to
3: and, be I, with you. and if you were a kid call, prank calling Hayden Fry, he probably would have had fun with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he would have sung along with. <laughs>
3: <it>. <laughs> he probably would have. <laughs> he well,
2: probably. he was just so when he came in, when he came on the air with us, he was just yeah. He was just fun. He, he, just, he, he was, was great.
1: And, uh, he was great for <laughs> he
2: Iowa. He played along with Big all camp.
1: of our crap, and, yeah.
2: Yeah, and he did that with all the media. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah,
3: but yeah. he also, if you did anything to piss him off. He'd let you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Hayden had two sides to him. And I remember my brother, my brother played his first year for Bob Cummings. He just he loved Bob Cummings. He said, Bob Cummings was the kind of guy you'd sit in the hot tub with after a game, smoke a cigar or something, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how he was. Whereas Hayden Fry was, my brother described him as sort of a cross between John Wayne and who, who was it? Was it Gregory Peck? Because he was still pretty, just, he just had the CEO strong mm-hmm. presence to him yeah. when he walked into a room, you know, I mean. But he also had the sense of humor, but you always knew Hayden was in charge. And remember after the Oklahoma game in 79, remember when he said, if I see anyone smiling, yes. I'm going to smack them in the face? That what, was Hayden Fry. What
1: was that, 17 to 10?
3: Yeah, that- and, I, and, and I remember there were a bunch of players happy that they had, and the media, oh, look what Iowa did. And Hayden had wanted no part of that because yep. that's a loser's mentality. And that's what he knew he had to erase here at Iowa. And erase it, he did. Yes, he did. I wished it would have ended better for him, but, you know, his body was given out and – um, but it's still, I mean, 20 years of that changed the course of Iowa football forever.
1: Mm-hmm. And now uh, 20 years, 22 years later, we've still, we've had two coaches in the last 22 years.
3: Well, you haven't had many offensive coordinators. We were 42 Def- years. Well, think about, the, think about the defensive coordinators. You've had, since Hayden came here, Bill Brazier, Bob Elliott, Norm Parker, and Phil Parker. Yeah. Four defensive coordinators since the late 70s. Not many offensive coordinators either. Uh-uh. No, I mean, there's been a lot of continuity with Iowa football, and obviously that's something that they can sell. I mean, and that's something that nobody else can match. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm sure that is something they do sell.
1: But to think, two coaches in 42 years, isn't that just astounding?
3: Well, yeah, no, it, it's very impressive. What's women's basketball had? Three since 83?
1: Yeah, uh, Vivian Stringer, Angie Lee, and yeah. Lisa? Yeah.
3: yeah. There's a ton of continuity here, and I think that speaks to the community. Living here in this town, I mean, this town grows on you.
1: Wrestling's had three mm-hmm. since, when was Dan's first year?
3: 75, I think, 76. I think 76, 77 was his first year.
1: We just so 45 years, three coaches in yeah. 45 I mean, I've years. been here
3: since 1991. When I first lived here, moved here, I thought I'd be here maybe three to five years. And there's just something about this community and being near family, but this community grows on
2: you. Well, we just hired uh, an actress, a bona fide actress that was like on uh, Grey's Anatomy to teach... To teach here. And she said she just fell in love with the community. To teach where? Here, here at the university. Oh, okay. I've never seen Who Grey's Anatomy. I'm looking it up right now.
3: Are you guys big Grays Anatomy fans?
2: No. Never seen it. Never seen no, it. it. I haven't either. But uh, I, Caroline, uh, Carolyn Clay. Um, she's been in Broadway, uh, uh, starring in Little Foxes and Doubt. Uh, she was the uh, C.C. Colvin in Grey's Anatomy, um, came to Iowa City for her initial interview with the U of I. She felt overwhelming sense of community with Black Lives Matter and Pride items, including banners, posters, and flags in the windowsills of Iowa City businesses. She felt this was a place that she could feel welcome. Awesome. And yeah.
3: You should try to get Kuchar to come back and sell advertising, Captain. He leaves Hollywood to come back to live in Iowa City. What do you, what do you think sell, the chances of that? To sell advertising. <laughs> for KCJJ. I bet he, he could sell.
2: I think I think we can afford him. He was in here uh, with his folks, and uh, he goes, what do you get for a commercial? And I said, uh, 30 40 And then he goes, Three
1: hundred and
2: fifty thousand. <laughs> like, like, well, good for you. Well,
1: he'd only have to sell one commercial. It, it, yeah.
3: <laughs> What's he doing now? Is he is he do more behind the camera now instead of in front? He's, of... He
2: has a, sh- a show on uh, Crackle that he does. Crackle—that's a candy bar. Yeah, uh, No, it's a—it's also an app. Uh, it's uh, you know on stream. Okay, and. Um, no, he makes money.
3: Oh, I know he makes yeah, money. Yeah. I just, just don't see him doing mean, much acting anymore. Whatever well, happened he, to Two and a Half Men?
2: Just ran its course. Yeah, it uh, was on twelve years, and when he took over, it, it stayed another four years.
3: Is that what it was? So yeah. it was eight years with Charlie Sheen.
2: Yeah, and then he did what was it, the ranch? He did the Ranch was real good on Netflix. I mean, Charlie Sheen's good
3: nuts, show. but he was funny on that show. Yeah, yeah. He and what John Cryer had good chemistry together. Yeah, and didn't the like the housewife? Did she just recently die? Or am I getting her mixed up with somebody else? The yeah. She yeah. did just recently die. I can't remember her name, but I've seen her in so many, so many different things. So, yeah. okay, now we're starting to drift a little bit. But hey, we we broke down basketball. We broke down recruiting. I mean, we can we can afford to do a little drifting right now, can't we?
1: Well, yeah. we're gonna have to to be we able to do afford it because we are. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done things before that I can't afford.
1: So, no calls today, which is a little, uh, other than uh, us talking to Jan Jensen. And yeah, we haven't Jack. had a call today. That's kind of no.
3: weird. God, it's like 1600, Captain. We've got to start making fun of ourselves. <laughs> we haven't had a call. Where's Carn? No fake this, no fake that. It's like we're out here on an island by ourselves. No connection. No it's
1: casino guy.
3: No connection to the outside world. Yeah. Where are they all? Where are our minions?
1: Well, I've had the
2: ringer off.
3: What's that? I've had the ringer You on. did not. Did you really? No, I
1: really did. <laughs> so we may have had a lot of calls. But we may have had some calls.
3: <laughs> Why did you have the ringer on? Because we got... Oh, because you had Jan on. We had, okay, because, yeah, you obviously you weren't going to take calls during now
2: that. Yeah, we got a problem. So I had the... Which we're taking care of, but
3: I had the ringer on. We gotcha. got some... And... Um,
2: that defective guy. Defective guy.
3: Oh, he... I, oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. I, I turned you on... This morning, for once, right when I turned you on, he called in. Yeah. And it's, it said like one word. I don't know what it was. <laughs> and that's when you said, We got the number. This is going to cost you.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, Here's let's... the test
2: <laughs> whether I keep the ring uh-huh. or not. Hello.
10: You want to call? You got to call. <laughs> the well, keeper on Two and a Half Men was Conchata Farrell.
3: That's right. Yeah. That's right. She was, uh, she was good. She was a good actress. Yeah. Thank you. You're it welcome. A, it was a good call. That good call. No, no small talk. He got in there, Zero. said what he wanted to say, gave us the info we needed, and he's moved on. Just is that just like you, How you like it, Captain?
2: No, I like a lot of uh, turmoil. And God, you really <laughs> did have you really did have the ringer off, didn't you? Here, I did. Here we go. <laughs> I, here we go. No, I really did have the ringer off. <laughs> well.
11: Hello. Oh, I felt sorry for you, so I thought I'd better call. Okay. <laughs> How
1: you doing, Cara?
11: Oh, I'm doing fine. I was going to ask, what is the MLK on the Atlanta Hawks?
3: Martin shirts? Luther, Martin Luther, Martin Luther King. King. What does that mean? Martin Luther King.
11: Oh, I should have known that.
1: Yes, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> you thought they
11: misspelled Sometimes milk. <laughs> my brain doesn't go there. <laughs> and anyway, what are we going to do to get those cubs moving?
3: I just think they're moving to reality.
11: Because, I mean, like David Ross said, he said, everything is fine. It's just we're not winning.
3: Well, then everything's not fine. What are they now, five <laughs> games behind the Brewers or six?
11: They're, they're five, you know, five games behind.
3: Well, I've told you all along I'll be surprised if they stay above 500. I mean, what are they now, about five games over 500, four?
11: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I just,
3: I hope I'm wrong, but like I said, I've been kind of waiting for this. They're they just, moving back to the pack. They just don't have consistent contact hitters, man. They
11: well, and they they got rid. Of, I mean, they got rid of some of their good pitching, and now uh, Schwarber's hitting home runs all over the place Had a
3: record. And pace. he wasn't
11: doing that with the Cubs.
3: No. no, and I still say the Schwarber thing will not continue. I still say, he's, yeah,
11: that'll probably.
3: But it's yeah, incredible what he's done. Yes, after
1: a while too, yeah. he's got
3: twelve home runs in ten games.
1: Yeah, um, and didn't he have like fifteen in eighteen games? I mean, no, just ridiculous. And numbers. he did
3: have that flurry with the Cubs, the World Series year, where he hit a ton. Schwarber's problem is he just yeah. hits two thirty.
11: Well, and he was during the World Series, he was hurt. The only reason why they put him in is when they were in the American League Park, they could DH. designate him. Yep.
3: Yes. Yeah, so so uh,
11: that was that helped them there.
3: Yeah, but, I'm worried about the Cubs. My brother
11: from Cleveland. He always blames the weather. He thought if it hadn't rained and and Edward uh, hadn't hadn't gotten in there to talk with them, the Cleveland would have beaten them. And who knows? They might have. So well, he blamed it on the to the weather.
3: Well, he can blame it all he wants, but the Cubs won.
11: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I said. So we we called him right afterwards and and. Uh, Flush the toilet, he wasn't at <laughs> least happy at all. <laughs> so, and then my other brother, he's out there in Oregon, and he said, today it's going to be 111 degrees. It's,
3: it was 121 in British Columbia yesterday. Yeah.
11: And it, I, I send him a get out of hell free card, so, and, so that he'd be okay. And their
3: average temperature this time of year is 68. Think about that. No, is, this, oh, it's, that'd be, oh, is it really?
11: I can put up with cold weather, but I cannot the hot weather. I, no matter what you do, you can't
3: can't seem to cool down. Well, one hundred twenty-one to me would one hundred twenty-one to me would seem just dangerous to be in. I got so being.
2: angry yesterday, and Jan said, "Well, maybe they there's this on CBS." Uh, this woman said that she had to put her, her dog couldn't breathe and he was old and everything. I mean, he was fifteen or something, mm-hmm. couldn't breathe and they put him. They put him down and I was thinking, why don't you put him in the damn air conditioned car or well, dr- or saw. drive Jeez. someplace? They put their
1: dog asleep because it was hot. Yeah, God. well, it couldn't. You know, well, I mean, it's that 100,
11: what are going to do to us if, if we get too hot? They're going to put us under. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, they don't routinely have. Air, air conditioning. But they got there. them in the ca- most cars. Uh, have cars do.
11: Well, cars can get hot even when it's a nice day. I know,
2: but you could take the dog in the car and turn on the air conditioning for a ride or something to relieve well, it. Well, yeah. So it just pissed me off.
11: Well, that sounds stupid. It pisses but me off There's too. a lot of stupid yeah. people around. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Okay, well, you guys take care. Right, Don't Karen. get overheated. Don't. Don't do anything that I
3: wouldn't do, and that isn't much. Okay. All right, so, <laughs> No, they also we'll could get one of those by. little cheap little plastic pools and put cold water and submerge yeah, just the dog. something. There's you, something you could have done. Yeah, you don't put your dog you don't put your down, your dog for down. God's down. God sakes. Put yourself to sleep. Really did it. Now I'm pissed. Why'd but you bring that up? So, so the,
1: in, the average temperature is 68 and were saying. 50 degrees higher. That's what they were
3: saying. On, they were saying. And, and, well, I don't know look, if
2: my niece even has air conditioning.
1: Well, a lot of people don't.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, 30, no, 30% of the homes in Seattle have air conditioning. And they were saying the average temperature in Seattle this time of year is like low to mid-70s, and they're in 110. It's cooler in Vegas.
1: <laughs> and well, it ain't cooler sure in Vegas. W- it wasn't when I
2: was there. <laughs> but it
3: wasn't 121 <laughs> when you were there, was it?
2: Well, 118 was the that highest. That was the high? Okay, thing. now it's only like in the high 90s. Yeah. So, so yeah,
3: 121 in British Columbia yesterday. Yeah. It's the highest temperature they've ever had. And my Not- niece
2: is going to see uh, you know, her parents in Texas and it's cooler in Texas. It's like 87 or something.
3: The one thing you don't realize, though, in Texas is it's probably 70 dew point. Yeah. I know the dry heat crap is, I get that, but yeah. Texas is so humid.
2: We had 73 when I came in this morning. That was the dew point? The dew point and the humidity was 96%. <sighs> I mean, it just ridiculous. And I, have, I had to have the defroster on. With the mm-hmm. air conditioning running, driving
10: here, mm-hmm. it was just ridiculous. Hello. Good morning, you guys. It is hot out in Oregon. Yeah, my buddy in Portland says e- this is really bad. So, uh, you uh, you were talking about Hayden Fry and uh, and uh, when Iowa played at Oklahoma, we rounded up, oh, I know, ten or fifteen local coral executives, and <laughs> we went down on the train. We went down to Fort Madison, got on, got on the Amtrak. We went down to the game down oh, cool. there, and. Uh, uh, tr- yeah, and the train station. He says it, it, the train goes closest to any stadium in the country, and it's about a mile walk. And I said, uh, "You think you're wrong?" And the University of Iowa has that. So anyhow, they had Billy Sims, and we had Dave Holzclaw. He was our fireball. He was our punter, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was our punter. That was <laughs> that's 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 what we had. You know? <laughs> And, uh, but at the game, Billy Sims fumbled four times. I remember that. And at the end of the game, I think of the final score was uh, 21 to 13 or something like that. And we were all excited. Iowa played good. That was the game that Hayden Fry said, if the next guy who says Iowa will play good and didn't win, I'm going to hit him in the head with a two by four. Mm-hmm. He said, didn't, didn't come up here to play good, uh, play well. We were in the close, came up here to win. That was where that all got started. We were shocked, and, and uh, so because we really did feel like we had something going, but Hayden didn't think so at that time.
3: Yeah. Well, Hayden was trying to change the culture, and he knew that there was an attitude of losing up here that needed to be changed. And,
10: and, and uh, God knows he was right, and we all we all lived, lived his dream for sure. So uh, I just thought that that was an interesting, interesting story. I've been to game at Nebraska a couple times and at Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is a far superior place to see a game the fans are just normal fans the good yeah. people down
3: there. Yeah. Yeah, I did not I have not ever enjoyed my trips to Lincoln. And the stadium yeah, yeah, Lincoln just was not what I thought. I just well I didn't have very high expectations for it but I just
1: That's one of the stadiums I've never been in. It uh, does little for Lincoln. Lincoln.
3: Yeah.
10: Yeah, save yourself. What? See you in a little bit you guys. Talk to you later. Okay, right, Rex. Yeah.
3: You Rex Rex is out at noon. Um Billy Sims was one of my favorites growing up. The oh, year, he was incredible. The year he won the Heisman Trophy in 78, and he had that big old afro and the goatee. <laughs> I'm, and I, I'll, I'll never forget the first time I saw him play. This was two years before he won the Heisman, and he got hurt. But he was playing at Ohio State, and he got tackled, and he was laying on his back. And somehow he was able to get up. Without using his hands, he just sprung himself up with all that football pad. I'm like, good God! I mean, Billy Sims was mm-hmm. really good. Now he had knee injuries in the NFL and what have you, but he was still a good NFL player too. But, but yeah, no, that was one of the key messages that Hayden Fry was trying to convey that you know we're not here just to come close and pat ourselves on the back for losing because we played well. It's, and he knew he had to get that out of the out of the program. Yeah, and he did, yeah. and it took a while. I mean, his Hayden's second year was a disappointment. They went four and seven. Five and six his first year, four and seven. It took a while, but that third year, boom. That breakthrough, they had Reggie Roby's leg and a great defense, and that was enough to win the Big Ten. Yeah. Did yeah. you go to the 81, 82 Rose Bowl?
1: No. No. Was that 28 nothing? Yeah. To uh, Washington. Jock, Jock Robinson. God, oh my God.
7: The offense
3: didn't fire a shot.
1: Not a single one. Uh, I mean,
3: at least the other bowl games where Iowa got killed, the offense at least did stuff in the second half. Gardy Bohannon. <laughs> Yeah, that was just not a that was not a, you could just tell man this offense can't do a thing. But I mean the other bowl games really weren't the other Rose Bowls weren't close either. No, well, not really. I uh, mean they were down the one where they came back in 1991, they were down I believe 33 to 7 at halftime. I mean yeah, the game was over. The game
1: was over. Yeah, yep.
3: They they had some cosmetic points in the second half but the game itself was over and the 86 Rose Bowl it Never felt like Iowa was going to win that game. It sure didn't. And of course, Ronnie Harmon's fumbles were huge, and we've talked to Ronnie about that. But like Tom, you so quickly bring up, Ronnie Harmon didn't play defense that day. (laughs) And the defense got shredded.
1: They completely shredded.
3: Yes. I mean, they gave up almost 300 yards rushing. Yeah, it wasn't good. So yeah, and then of course say the
1: least and enough said about 2016. <laughs> yeah, I missed Jesus. what's his
3: name's first touchdown because I had the nerve to put my computer bag down below me. And by the time I put the bag down below me and looked back up, he was like 20 yards from the end zone.
1: I'll never forget that that play because it looked like we were standing still, mm-hmm. and he was just zooming down the field. Absolutely uncontested. Yep. It was just. And if you remember,
3: horrible. Iowa fell a lot in that game. They didn't seem to have yep. the right shoe. Not that it would have mattered. They could have, I mean, they could have any shoes on and it wouldn't have mattered. They were just not the better team.
1: God, that was just awful.
3: So did you stay for the whole game? Yeah. Yep. That had to be brutal, wasn't it? Because it was, second half was boring.
1: Yeah. Dude, it was awful. The
3: only good thing for me is I could write all my story because I had to go. I had to fly out that night. I had about... From the time the game ended, I had six hours until my flight. So I be, I was packed and everything, so I basically just got everything done as quick as I could, went back to the hotel, boom. I, mean, I was at LAX, and amazingly, I made it through and got out of there pretty easily. I'll never forget that.
1: The only thing good about that game was that it ended. Yes.
3: Then did you leave the next day, or did you have a few days out there afterwards?
1: Uh, no, I think we left the next day.
3: But you were out there a few days. You yeah. did more than just go to the game, right?
1: Yes, we had a, some extra days. And it was a very pleasant trip except for the game.
3: Oh yeah, I remember the weather was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. I remember the drive in the bus, the media bus up to the stadium, just all the different homes. It just no home looked alike.
1: And the tailgate was awesome. We just had the best time seeing people from all over the country. Mm-hmm. It was friends from all over the country. It was great. And then the game just sucked.
2: Whoa. Yeah. What
3: was that noise? Sounds I like Ooma Gooma. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it sounded like the start of Umaguma. Mi- I
2: hit the microphone springs, by st-
3: but it did sound like the start of Umaguma. Yeah, well, there you go. So that's how they did some of those noises, huh? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. They made yeah, a probably. mistake.
2: <laughs>
3: okay, so what's the first concert you're going to, Suter? Already did. When?
1: Uh, last, last week. We talked about. Oh, last who Friday. did you go see? Pure Perry League.
3: Oh, that's right. Okay, that, yeah. I didn't realize. I thought it was coming up. I, was it what you expected?
1: Uh, yeah, they were real good. Um, two of the originals. Guys. Um, the other players were real good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about the songs more than...
3: Did they do Amy?
1: Oh, yeah. That was the last thing they did.
3: That was their... Was it an encore or just did they do an encore? No, no encore. And who opened for him?
1: them? Uh, someone named Catfish Murphy, who we also didn't see. And then Orleans was after, but we didn't stay
3: for You the didn't North. stay for the Orleans? Mm-mm. Wow.
1: No, we were on our way out. It was a good thing because... Uh, And said, let's go look at the merchandise, the Pure Prayer League. So we doubled back, and uh, the band was there. Half the band was there, so we talked with them for... Didn't you open up for them one time? uh
3: Uh-huh. Did you tell them that? No. No. You think they would have remembered? Oh, yeah, I remember you guys. Mudslide, or landslide. No,
1: they would not have remembered.
3: (laughs) Orleans, so are they the one? You're still the one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: And I haven't heard how, I imagine they they were good. Yeah. I mean, I saw them... 30 years ago or 40, whenever no, they were. And it's the yeah, original Hancho's. singer.
3: So, if you had to yeah. guess, what do you so. think Pierre Pierre League got for playing there?
1: That's a good question. Um, I was going
3: to say 30,000. Not Is that, that too much?
1: much? That's too much. I'd say. 10? Yeah, I'd I, say
3: 10. How about the Orleans? Could no. be
1: more.
2: I would say 30. I you? would. 25, really? Uh, 25 to 40, I would say. Seriously. Well, County Crows hasn't had a hit in what? how many years No, but I would say the county are,
3: but aren't they a little more popular than Prairie league now would you say? Well, yes, they yes. would
2: be, but do you know how much they spent to get them in Cedar Rapids? What? Was it 125,000?
3: 130,000. Well, that seems
2: a 100 big. and then they go, "How hey, we lost money." Well, huh. <laughs>
3: Why did they spend that much money?
2: I don't know, because they haven't had a hit. Are they doing, around like, here, you them? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh. and Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. I they haven't... haven't had a hit in 12 years. God, it's been Easy. that long. Wow. Yeah. Hello? Morning, those. Morning. Morning. What, what did
1: we sing? Wasn't it just
7: dance
3: with me?
1: And Still um, the one. Still the one.
3: Dance with me. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. All right, I forgot that one. Yep, so there's yeah. those. Those, those two, two big hit, huge hits, yeah. <laughs> Still there? All right, thanks. No, he's gone. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. hey, he wanted another question as, <laughs> answered. We answered it. Yeah. Unlike Karn, we were able to answer that that question. But they had no other hits besides those two.
1: Not that I recall. I they had another hit, but I. Can't.
3: Those were both pretty big. I couldn't stand either I one, but played. man, I remember them being on. So they must have made a ton of money off those songs.
1: I'm sure they did. Uh,
2: uh, they had uh, Dance with Me Still the One. Um and Love Takes Time and I don't remember
3: that. I don't recall that Dance
2: name. With Me was nineteen seventy three. Wow.
3: I was nine, eight. That's when
2: Jeez. I that's when I joined KFMH. Uh still the one was nineteen seventy six. Love Takes Time
1: was uh, nineteen seventy nine. So these guys... I remember the song but I, it wasn't very good I didn't think
3: So I, like I wonder it. how many of the original members of the Orleans cuz those guys have to there be in two. the 70s aren't
1: they There God. are two. One of them ran for Congress
2: and then He didn't win though, did he? he? he I thought he had a term.
3: Oh.
2: I thought he did. He, John, John Hall. John Hall? Yeah, I thought he uh, let's River see, Hall. John Hall. No. He got elected. Uh, oh, he did. Yeah, he got elected uh, musician, songwriter, politician, environmentalist, and community activist. Uh, he was the U.S. representative for New York's 19th congressional district from 2007 to 2011. Uh, he founded the rock band Orleans, and he
3: continues to perform with them today. So if the Cow were going to play in Cedar Rapids, what do you think that they would charge, and what do you think the city would pay? Uh, about twenty three, and so do you think the cow shows like I mean, they're too
2: good to play it? And... <laughs> well, they played at the well.
0: Our tip we got that uh, John Hall was on Colbert Report when he was doing Better Know a District, and he interviewed him and didn't know he was a comedian, and he got him to say stuff like "I love doing cocaine, it's great" and stuff like that, and <laughs> just use those clips ad nauseum. Wasn't a good look. Interesting. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> what were you saying? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I was so confused by Tommy's input
3: So, what's the next concert you're going to?
1: Uh, don't have anything scheduled. We thought about uh, doing R.E.O. and uh, Head East. Take I, it on the road But I don't think we're going to. It's a good concert.
3: Never been any. I've reason. seen them.
1: It's the same concert I saw yeah. years
2: ago they're they're really good it's I, I, bet that. I could see real that he's soon good yeah at concert. It's, I mean it's a fun show
8: Hello hey, Suter, kind of touched on that, but i want i'm up I'm up here in Cedar Rapids, and I know uh REO Speedwagon's speed playing like this week or next, but I know yep. they have Journey this year and Billy Idol. I wonder how much they pay for or more bands that have a lot more hit songs that a lot more people want to see. I wonder if the price goes up and up from there,
1: yeah, it sure it does, and uh my guess r e o would Be at least 50,000,
3: 60,000. You don't think Ario would draw as much as the Counting Crows?
1: I don't know. Well, they're not going to charge as much.
2: So that
3: counting crows was a big mistake they made. Yes, yes. A yeah. big it was mistake. ridiculous. Yes. Wonder who approved that idea.
1: And no, I, I, and well, the who, tickets for our the real good tickets for R E O they're upwards of two hundred, three hundred bucks.
3: Who draw? Who do you think is yeah. worth but more?
1: I, could,
8: I can see them demanding more money because they got a lot more hit songs over yeah. a lot more time. Oh sure, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so who do you think could demand more, more money to pay a little bit more to see that?
3: Yeah, Who do you think could demand Anybody, more money?
1: I
8: was just curious. Thanks, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, our, we paid $45 for Pure Pair League, and we had great seats.
3: Who do you think could demand more money, Ario or Journey? Journey. Journey. You think Journey's bigger because they had later hits? Is that?
1: They're just
2: bigger because
1: uh, Don't Stop Believing was just
3: so yeah, big. Yeah,
2: it just the, was ridiculously big. And and bad. And, bad. Bad. It was the well, end of the Sopranos. A lot stop. of people loved it. I know. Oh God, have you seen the previews to the Sopranos uh, prequel? That no, Jer- out in New Jersey on. or something. Yeah, it's no. on. It's it's all over the internet. It looks really freaking good. But it, when and, does
1: when's it come out? And and
2: all the comments, they don't understand what who the star is, and they go, God, he looks just like he just looks like James Gandolfini. Isn't that
1: Gandolfini's kid? Yeah, it's <laughs> his kid. <laughs> And it does he does look like him? Oh yeah. Oh great. No,
2: it's gonna and it looks really freaking good. And there's a Silvio character in there that looks like Silvio. When when's it come uh, out? Uh, it comes out October. It's on HBO Max and in Theaters. October the first. Hello.
10: Cool. Shooter Man getting back to Pure Prairie League. Yes. Was the lead in to the final song? Falling in and out of love, which is the same as the, on the album.
1: Uh, no, they didn't do that. They they ended it with the falling in and out of love, but no, they started it just on the the hammer chord.
10: Okay, so they just did the opposite of what they did on the album because. Yeah. On the album, they did that, and then it goes into Amy. So
1: Yeah, on the album, they donutted with the Falling In and Out of Love, and then Amy was in the middle. So, yeah, Falling In and Out of Love started the song and ended the, the song. But Amy was... Okay, uh, thank yeah, you very much. You
3: bet. Have you ever seen the Nitty Gritty Dirt Man?
1: No. Yes. Um, yes. You have? Yeah.
3: Are they better than Pure Prairie League? For some reason, I always kind of lump those two together. Um, I don't know why.
2: I haven't seen the... Few Hunter release, says way so. Hunter better. Hunter says better. Nitty Gritty Dirt Band's damn good.
3: Yeah. What's their hits?
2: Uh, Mr. Bojangles. Okay.
3: That's a good song. Uh, yeah. Are they still performing? Yes. Okay. Man, I'll tell you. These bands, i give them credit. They figure out a way to make it work for their entire yeah. lives. Hello. Hola.
2: It just doesn't...
3: It sounds discar- like a Floyd album, too. It's
2: not complicated. That sounds like a Pink Floyd album, where,
3: you know, you have those little moments before the instruments start picking up yeah. again. My guess is they may... Yep, they usually call back. Hello.
8: Hello. Jesus. Hello. Hi,
2: <laughs> dog. Fake dog, whatever. <laughs>
8: No, that no, that's it's a, a real dog. Deal, man. Hi, like, real dog. A real yeah. Hey, I met Vince Gill when he played with Pure Prairie League at uh, the Muscatine County Fair. Oh, cool. Became friends with him, and then uh, later on that year, they uh, played up at Hancher, and um, he called me. Of course, this is back when it was landlines, and said, dog, what are you doing? Nothing. Well, once he goes, I got backstage passes for you. Cool. So long story short, we end up drinking all the beer in the backstage and <laughs> had to go to the little red barn in Coralville and get more beer for them when they got done playing. <laughs> I know you find that hard to believe. I but do, Very hard story. to believe. I do, dog. I find that very.
1: Uh... <laughs> oh, that's great. That's a great story. Yeah.
8: Yeah, he's good egg. So
1: that was in the 80s, right?
8: That was in the 80s, yeah. correct. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, have a good Awesome, day. great
1: story.
3: You thought that was fake, dog.
2: I did at first. Yeah, I did
1: too. We were, we were mistaken. We were wrong.
3: No, I need to go to a concert, though. I haven't, you know, I have not been to a concert since seeing Steely Dan in 2008.
1: Oh my God! Seriously, thirteen it's been that, years. It's been that long. It's been Last concert
3: long. I
2: saw was McCartney.
1: God, I've we've seen a bunch of them. Of course, right after we we quit the band, we weren't interested for a long time.
2: I just got so tired of working them. I worked them the whole time I was at yeah h and and then a couple afterward, and I just you know, when I first came here, I was still working them. Um.
3: Because they needed money. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm one of those. I gotta really like the band to go see a concert. Yeah. I, I'm not one of those. To, well, go see a band that I like okay. a little bit. That's would
2: just go see. Would you go see Roger Waters if you? I mean, what you know of? If his I knew he wasn't going to turn it political, well, sure, of course. Okay, well then you wouldn't see him because.
3: But yeah, it, no. If I, I, I would not spend three hundred dollars. No, yeah. I, I don't know if 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 Roger Waters. Let's say he's going to tour America and he's going to come to Iowa City and. I don't know if I would spend, even without the political rants, you know, I don't think I would spend $300. I, it's mm-hmm. just, I'm not sure. I, I, I would spend $300 to see Pink Floyd reunite again and play. Yes, I would do that. Well, I'd, sure, would. I'd pay 300 maybe even 500 to see Red, Led Zeppelin reunite just for the, the event itself. But you know that's never going to happen. No. I mean, there's no way Led Zeppelin's going to ever play I don't think they have any desire to play again. I mean, they like I said, I showed you guys, they did some interview a while back, and they got mad anytime anyone asked them if they were going to ever play again. They don't like even addressing that.
2: <laughs> you know, that always pissed me off. You know, it's like, uh, well, Eve Plum. Yeah, why <laughs> get mad at Eve the greatest on, thing you ever did? Yeah, you, you, you know, I don't talk about the Brady Bunch. Well, 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 then there's well, nothing to talk to you then, about then. yeah, why Go are you away. here? <laughs>
3: I'm not saying Led Zeppelin's the same way. Robert Plant said they've done stuff. But Robert Plant's solo career has been nothing like what he was with Led Zeppelin. No. So I think that it was weird, though. They were really, it was some British tabloid that was asking questions. They were really rude.
1: Well, he had some success with the Honey Drippers.
2: Right? And the Band yeah. of Joy.
3: Yeah. The Band of Joy. But it's not Led Zeppelin.
1: No. No,
2: but it, it just I'm yeah. with you though that Captain. always it torques me off she she had some Saturday morning show and we plugged that and you know, she had some Saturday morning kids well, show. Didn't you have then, Mary
3: Ellen from the Waltons on and she yes. didn't want to talk about the Waltons either? Uh-uh.
2: She wouldn't talk about the Waltons and then I got into uh, Scientology. And she just flipped out.
3: Oh, she a Scientologist? She,
2: yes. She got real prickly. Yeah. Real fast. Real, <laughs> yeah.
3: What she do you mean prickly? She was so mean. She, she didn't want you to bring it up, or she didn't like what you were. She saying? She didn't
2: like me bringing it up. She wasn't going to talk about it. Why would I? Why would you even bring that up? I said because you're
3: <laughs> you're a Scientologist. You're, you're a, a Scientologist.
2: You wrote a book about it. She wrote a book yeah, about it. She did. And then I expect I people said, not to bring it up? Yeah. I said, well, you wrote a book about it. So I just, I don't know anything about it. Can you tell me about it? No, I'm not talking to you about it.
3: <laughs> and she didn't want to talk about the, what no, did she no. want to talk about? Yeah.
2: Uh, I don't know. Good question. It, yeah, it was a good question. Didn't she
3: pose for Playboy?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, she wouldn't talk about that either.
3: Maybe. Um, <laughs>
2: Remember? Yeah. She was talk. honest to God, you know, these people are set up that would be by annoying. their managers. You know, they're set up by their managers and some of them want to be on, and some of them don't.
3: Well, they should give you a you heads know? up on this. yeah,
2: who wants to and who. But she wanted to fight from the get go. You know, Ugh. I said and fight. She did. I said, uh, here's uh, were you on you know, too, Tom. She was Mary, no, she was Mary Ellen from the Waltons, and uh, we're not going to talk about that, are we? I said, well, well I just that's what else what, is there to talk what, about? You haven't you, done anything else. What you did, uh, you know, and. I'd like to know if you still talk to the other actors and.
3: Did you guys like that show? Did you watch it? Yes. No. I watched it some as I a kid. I liked it a lot, but uh, it, yeah. I, not much. Though I mean, the going to bed I, at night and saying good yeah, night,
2: goodbye, good night. Shut up. A real
3: family. Yeah. Go to hell, John Boy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Why don't you do?
2: Give me that eat
3: fifteen it? cent. You owe me. You jerk.
1: Stop <laughs> playing with yourself, John Boy, and go to sleep. Yeah.
3: Hey, Will Gear, leave me alone.
1: <laughs> Hello.
10: Yeah, reason why Scientology
8: was brought up because that interview was going nowhere. You were like interrupting her life.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it was. But bad. then she shouldn't have agreed to do the interview. Yeah, I don't.
1: You know. Well, you uh,
2: ended up just you, cutting didn't it, it didn't you? Yeah. 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 It's like,
3: how long ago was that, Captain? Man. Jesus. We were in Coralville. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I think I do remember it. I think I. Had, Thanks. Um. But yeah, that, I just don't understand people that no have, i don't get it have accomplished i mean let's face it she hasn't done much since the waltons nope. that's worth talking about on the radio
2: well she wrote a book on scientology and the book had just come out
3: so wouldn't you that, want me wasn't that, that the reason she the was
2: freaking that was why she was there yes that's why her but what was her reason for not what
3: did she say what was her reason for not wanting to talk about scientology
2: i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i mean
3: that's just weird. She,
2: she was. She got pissed off uh, the minute I... I said, well, you just wrote a book. You know, I, I don't know anything. <clears throat> I don't know anything about it. I said, it, it's Dianetics. It's uh, whoever died. L. Ron, L. Hubbard, L. Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. I said, I don't know anything about it. I'm not talking about it.
3: <laughs> I mean... So what do you did it last a little more than five minutes? <laughs>
2: uh. Yeah, it it lasted a little more than barely. that. barely, and I think I ended it by calling her a bitch. I that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> did so I, what would I, you, yes I did I said you did well I said I, If I you said, had to pick the most You weren't wrong. I th- I, said, I said thanks for being a real bitch, Captain. If you had to pick and the most contentious interview, inter-
3: if you had to pick the most contentious <laughs> interview you've ever had, what would it be? That would have been near the top. Yes, was it worse than Colin Hay?
2: Oh yeah. No, I mean, Colin Hay was just a a prick. He was a dick. Yeah, but I mean, uh, no. Were you on for that one? That was probably the most contentious. Did I? No, it wasn't. No? Uh, uh, He ran for uh, president. Oh. uh, Uh, Alan Keyes.
1: Alan Keyes. Keyes, That got real ugly.
3: Alan Keyes. And then you had a, a
1: contentious one with a local politician as well. Uh, uh, I Roy Sand.
2: No, that ended up fine. It
1: ended up fine. Yeah,
2: it started, But you guys were screaming at each yeah, other. Yeah, it started out bad, and then she started, and then I started laughing. What happened with Alan Keyes? He was <sighs> running for office, and he was. Um, we don't need a fr- he's a black uh, politician. and We don't need affirmative action. And I mean, it was everything that I would have fought with the white politician about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I said, you know, your uncle, and I said, your Uncle Tom in it. And he started yelling, and I started yelling, and um, we were both yelling at each other. Yes, you were. And then he started coughing, and I was still yelling, and I said, I will always win. I said, I'm younger than you. (laughs) Is he still alive? I I don't think he, I don't know. I
3: don't think so. Was he a Democrat or a Republican? Republican. Was he okay? Shocker. Yeah,
2: he just was. You know, we don't need affirmative action. I could be wrong, we but don't I don't need... believe
1: he's still with us. Yeah. You have a
3: see. call. Who
0: was the comedian from no. the Ingler? What was her name? Paula Poundstone. Oh, that's no, that's my pick.
7: <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs>
3: what, what happened that's with that
2: one? Pick? Oh, she had just uh, you know abused her kids, and I, yeah. she was appearing at the Ingler, and. I, I might have brought that up.
3: How'd she handle that? Oh,
2: she didn't like it.
3: <laughs> but was it fact?
2: Yes. Oh, yes.
3: Did she hang up?
2: Uh, no, She started yelling.
3: I remember. She was popular for a while. Yeah, she very. Yeah, and well, she was funny, too. I just
2: asked her. I said, you know... What, what you used have your you kids have, lately? I No, I didn't say that. I said, uh, you know, you just went through this thing and... and uh, you know, what have you learned from going through it? And she goes, I learned not to take any questions from people like you.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I guess he's still
3: alive. Oh, really? Yeah. Is yeah, she still go. performing? Because she was big in the 80s and 90s, wasn't she? Yeah. Oh, you should have her on again, Captain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, We'll take calls. An encore interview with Paula Punstone.
2: <laughs> I did. I said, what have you learned from this experience? And then she went all... <laughs> I thought it was I valid. It
3: was, valid. I'm thinking it in, was my... in the you news. It. I'm thinking huh? in... She was
0: surprised you even addressed it. Why yeah. would you ask me about that? I'm here to promote a comedy show. Because it was just in the news. Yes. Are they going to... I mean, they're bringing her back.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, are they going to bring Matt Gates in next? <laughs> What's going on over at the Anglers? <laughs> I don't know.
3: I'm thinking back of all my interviews. She
2: hasn't abused her kids since then. Of all the
3: interviews I've had, Bob Greasy was probably one of my most contentious. He was just a dick on the phone. I mean, he was so mean. Bob Filler was mean. Bob Filler was just nasty.
1: He was a nasty piece of work. But Bob
3: Dick Vital gave me Bob Greasy's number, I believe. And Greasy wanted to know how he got his number. And I'm like, you know, we don't need to do this interview, Bob. I mean, I don't need to sit here and get yelled. He's like, oh, you got me on the phone. You've already ruined my evening. Well, let's finish it. And I'm just, he was just a complete dick.
2: You know, you asked me once, if, well, many times, if I had any regrets. Yes. Souter. I have one regret, and that's that I so cherished your interview with that Minnesota base. Yeah, you
1: let me go down in
3: flames. <laughs> but he wasn't mean to you, though, right? The baseball. He knew
1: he was just monosyllabic. He, I mean, wouldn't answer any of the questions. So uh, you, you know, you had a great year last year. How do you? How are you going to follow all that up? I don't know.
7: <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and he's looking at me.
2: At this time, we were we were across the hallway, and you're. You're looking at
1: me, and I, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I didn't have 30 questions to ask the
3: guy. I mean, he's no. the Minnesota baseball coach. Who yeah. cares?
1: Well, and that interview, uh, after that, I had never once got somebody from uh, not, you know, not Iowa related. I never got another one.
3: How did you find? Did they reach out to you, I assume?
1: No, Anthony used to book a bunch yeah, of things. Yeah, he
2: would book these things on the show. You know, and I, honest to God, that's where I really differed from. I said, why are you giving me these free And they were deaths? just
1: terrible
2: interviews.
3: Yeah. Why yeah. would he do that? Because he was a pussy, right? <laughs> Didn't they call me a pussy? I mean,
1: they, they would send out a thing every month, the interviews out, that you yeah, could get. Yeah,
2: interviews you could get. And I, and I don't, you know, and I still get it on occasion. It's just I don't want to interview people. Interview I really reporter. don't want to interview people. I'd rather have the news on in the morning. I mean, if it's somebody that's in the news, Paula Poundstone was just in the news. She just abused her kids. I think,
3: though, for the fanatic thing, we got to have guests at times. Oh, I agree. This time of year, an hour and a half talking hawks?
2: No, this is good for this program, but when I'm on in the morning at 7 o'clock... People want to know what's going on, and they want to know the news.
3: No, you're right. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know? and they don't want to... You know,
3: he's still the Minnesota baseball coach, and he's had great success there, but, man, they were terrible this you year.
2: You know, if it was 9 o'clock, if it was 8.30 or 8 o'clock, unless it's a local somebody or somebody you really know, mm-hmm. you know. They're what not interested. Is... Yeah.
3: Okay, was... if you could get one person for this sh- your morning show, who would it be? Anyone in the world who, if you had one person to interview. That you think your listeners would enjoy? Biden. It would be Biden? Yeah. Or
1: Barack Obama? Well,
3: we've
2: had I, I know. had
1: him on twice. Yeah. And we never fought. <laughs> he liked us.
3: How do you think you would get along with Trump in an interview?
1: It'd be a very short interview.
3: What do you, why? What do you think would happen? Oh,
1: I think I could drag it out. I don't I think you'd want to. Uh,
2: probably not. Well, I don't think he'd want to answer the questions.
3: Like what would be the first question you asked him?
2: Why do you lie all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would probably i mean be a seriously show. that would be the why do you what is what about your upbringing uh has uh, got you into this state where you can just lie willingly
3: he could that, probably pass that, a, that
2: does inter, you know that does interest me
3: you know he could probably pass a lie detector test i bet he, he could he, Some people know how to – I've read stories about, like, used car salesmen and you know, not necessarily used – but you know what I mean. People that kind of fabricate and try to make things mm -hmm. better. I don't want to say that's not fair about used – you know what I mean, though. This, You know there's this myth that a used car salesman will say anything to get you to buy a car or whatever. Um, But there's some people that I think are so good at stretching the truth that they can pass – I
2: would never – ever submit to anything like that and i wouldn't ever you know i don't understand these people and they show them on reality shows all the time that go in the police are interviewing them and they don't write away. whether they did it or not well i want a lawyer
7: oh well, my uncle
3: my uncle who was a used yeah. car he hated that stereotype that used car sales people were con- i mean you know what i mean though Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely every used car sales person i know are really good are are really good people.
1: And they're good salespeople. Yeah. I mean, they, they know what they're doing.
2: Yeah.
3: but I, I just... And they're
1: not charlatans. But that, you... uh, that is a stereotype. The, it's a stereotype it, it, that
2: absolutely. I don't think is necessarily fair. If somebody would come, okay, say Lang gets killed, okay? Okay. okay. And, if, hey, suitor, you did it. Yeah, they pull you in, you didn't do it. How long would you talk to them?
1: Uh, a minute?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, whether I did it or I didn't do it. I w- you know I would end the interview right away. I don't understand these people that are you know in, in interrogation for 8 hours. I I don't
3: get it. I had to take a lie detector test to be a bartender at Fast Eddies in Florida. <laughs> Seriously.
1: What did they ask? <laughs>
3: They asked one. They asked me if I. They asked me if I'd ever smoked pot before, and I was just getting out of college. And you said not today. (laughs) Well, and um, I don't remember what it was. They're like, you know, you had a couple suspicious answers, but we're going to take a chance on you. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm going to be a freaking bartender.
8: (laughs) Hello. Good morning. Morning. Isn't the ability to lie shamelessly and gracefully a prerequisite to being a successful politician in the first
3: place? Some might say so, yes.
8: Yeah, I don't
1: buy that.
3: Go But some yeah. may say, some, I think...
1: Some will say that. I'd
3: say more in politics than used cars. Yeah, I, think yeah, used, absolutely. I think used cars get a bad rap. I don't think it's necessarily... I, do no,
2: I think that attitude, though, with politicians, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, you know the ones that lie and everything. But there's hundreds of politicians... That you don't know of, that you've never heard of, that probably
1: never lie. No, there is. But I have wrong. never, ever seen anyone like Trump lie more than he no, does. No, there is no. Never. No. No, not
2: even Ted Bundy. No, there is something. They're very seriously, and I'm not just, I mean it. There is something psychologically wrong with him.
1: The truth is not there in There is him.
2: no empathy. He has no empathy. And I mean, it's he doesn't even have a dog. Well, that's low class. He said that. That's a quote. But I mean, he he just there's no empathy there. He doesn't care. We don't want to end the show on Trump. (laughs) Let's
3: let's get back to something more.
1: I was very sad that uh, Champ Biden passed away. That was sad. Champ had a good life, though.
3: He did. Did have a good life. And he was a good dog, you could tell. Was he the one that bit everybody? No.
1: No, that's,
2: that's Major. Major's <laughs> still alive, huh? Yeah.
1: Ma- Major's got an edge. Well, Major's like three or four years old, yeah.
2: Major, you you watch. He doesn't want to take it. That'd be
3: like, we'd have Major on the show, and he wouldn't want to talk about biting people.
2: <laughs> yeah, Major. That'd be a problem. No, I think he would. I don't like the guy. <laughs> it didn't
3: smell right. Yeah. I bet Biden would be good on this show. Oh, well, I do too. I bet you guys would have some fun with Man. him. And I'm not just saying it because you agree with him politically. I think he would No, I think, think he'd be funny.
2: I think he's just and I and is not even political. I think he's just interesting. I think that he's interesting as a person. Mm-hmm. That he's he's seen all these different changes in government. He's been in government his whole life. Been through a lot of tragedy, too. Yes, yes he has. A ton yeah. of tragedy. Yeah.
3: How about the video of Tom Cotton and Grassley doing push-ups? Yeah. Those weren't. Those really weren't push-ups. Grassley was doing, but he is. What is he? 890?
2: 89 87 or something, or something yeah, like that. Something like that.
3: Yeah, you used to have him on. I remember. I remember listening to you guys talk with Grassley. Yeah, yeah. And then I. It all changed when Trump became president, right? No, no. Oh, before, before that, no. Yeah. What yeah. happened? What?
2: Anything we would bring up, anything that had absolutely nothing to do with President Obama, any bill, anything, it would always turn. To rip Obama, and I got the, and Tom had it way before I had it. Way before. Uh, I got the distinct uh, feeling, and now I totally believe, he is a racist. Okay. And that's what, and I couldn't entertain it anymore. And the last interview I said, why does everything have to always turn to Obama? What did he say? Uh, Because he's wrecking the place, and he, you know, he's, uh, he called him an upstart and that is the biggest freaking trope that's Mm -hmm. the biggest freaking racist trope that you could call he was not an upstart he might have been uh only uh, you know in politics for a short while he did a lot you know people respect and should respect the military absolutely without question absolutely which the republican party isn't doing anymore uh recently but Uh, I respect the military, but I also respect people like uh, Barack Obama. Uh, This guy was a community organizer. He helped a lot of people. He uh, did a lot of good as far as rent control and things like that. He was an organizer. Uh, He served his country by doing those things. Mm -hmm. You don't have to slap on a uniform. To serve your
3: country. Well, no. I don't think you well, have to not. agree with him politically either no. to no. recognize You're that he's really? a good man. Yeah,
2: exactly. I didn't agree with everything. I didn't agree with everything he did. No. Yeah, no. but yeah, and the fact of the matter is, there's two people that I respect in a, it, that served as president that I got to interview, and uh, <clears throat> President uh, Obama, which I got to interview twice, and President Bush, and President Which Bush, one? The second W. Okay. Pre- uh,
3: Who turned and out he, to be a pretty bad president. Yeah. He made I, some, really bad, much. He made some yeah. really bad decisions.
2: He made some bad decisions, but they all do. But he, I still think he's a nice sure person. Did.
3: He's a nice person. I think person. George generally and is a unlike, nice
2: And unlike, you know, how you saw him portrayed by comedians and everything, and I get that, uh, he's super freaking intelligent. Well,
3: he went to Yale, didn't he?
2: Yeah. I mean, what he did on those, the, and I had him twice. What he did on those interviews and how he talked and everything was far and away a different person than when he was addressing the the public in Mm -hmm. the U.S.
3: Speaking of intelligence, did you see who won the 200 meters with the U.S. Gabby Thomas? Google her, Captain. She was on Chris Cuomo last night. I don't normally watch Cuomo much because... I get tired I like of I get tired of Cuomo telling all his coworkers that he loves them. I, I mean, he's always telling Don Lemon he loves him, and that just kind of creeps me out. But they had Gabby Thomas on. I'd never heard of her. She won the two hundred meters, yeah. like the third fastest time in the history of whatever. Not only is she beautiful, but she's a she a
1: swimmer or a track star. Track star.
3: She graduated from Harvard, and she's going to be do something. In medicine, I mean, she just fills like Cuomo said. She checks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. Her interview, she was so sweet, and she's just beautiful. And she runs like you can't. I mean, she's third fastest time ever. I mean, I just was amazed by listen, watching her interview. She was so humble, and she spoke so well. So mm-hmm. she has a new fan in me. I'd never heard of her. You go, you look her up, Tom. Yeah, I, I, I will. I mean, she's very impressive, and she's easy on the eyes, isn't she, Captain?
2: What did you think of the hammer thrower?
3: I mean, she did what she wants to. Yeah. She did what she feels is her right to do, and I knew yeah. it would be just like it. Republicans yeah. rip her.
1: Oh, the one that didn't... Uh, yeah, she turned her back, but she's
3: the, done yeah. that stuff before. Yeah, that's her right. Uh, that's her right, just like yeah, it's the right of the American. two other yeah. girls to, to... Yeah, oh, live. sure. I, I'm so tired of this argument, but what I don't understand are the people that rip her for that, but then they try to excuse the people who took the American flag to beat on people at the Capitol. Well, I, don't, I don't get that. There's an inconsistency there.
2: Yeah, how do you do that, and how do you go on uh, network... And call uh, a general who has served a pig. this country a stupid pig. Now
3: they're just picking him apart. I mean, yeah. if you go on, they're, now they're just trying to... Yeah, I, I'm so sick of that stuff. Yeah, I, me it, too. Just it's ridiculous. just ridiculous. But, you know, Tucker Carlson, what's, what's he make a year? Probably $10, $15 million a year? Probably maybe Probably more than more, that. Yeah. I mean...
2: Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get Paula Poundstone back on here and say, "Hey, Paul, have you ever beat your kids with the American flag?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> how do you think you would go? How do you think, what do you think an interview with Tucker Carlson would be like with you? It wouldn't be good.
2: I have no. I, I wouldn't even interview somebody like him. He's it, he's uh, a clown. He's an actor.
3: Did you see his interview you know, with John Stewart I mean, on Crossfire back about fifteen years ago? Stewart just took him and Paul Begala to task. Because they kept trying to compare, because Tucker Carlson was trying to compare their show to John, John Stewart's show. It's was like, guys, my show comes on after the Teletubbies. He goes, you guys are a, he goes, you guys are, you know, he was basically saying, my show's a joke. We're on Comedy Central. And then at one point, Tucker was getting all nasty. And he's like, dude, you're 35 and you wear a bow tie. It was pretty, it was, it was some pretty good stuff. It went on for about 10, 15 minutes. You
2: know. Yeah, I have no respect for. It. Okay, I come on here every freaking morning. I really haven't done anything the day before, you know. You embellish crap and you mm-hmm. make things bigger than they are, and yeah. you know you have to do that. I'm on five and a half hours, you yeah. know, I or six or seven something. <laughs> but so you have to, do you know. I know that, but I don't. I never say anything that I, that I feel, is you know. A lie to me uh-huh you know i never you know i'll embellish and make up bs and crap but it's not anything serious it's not anything and he goes on a news channel supposedly and lies yeah. and lies and lies just for just for the salary and i have no respect for anything well, like. hey tommy lang
0: make a correction the uh the line, because it was a great line, was John Stewart saying, My lead in is puppets making. That's prank right. Calls. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> puppets
3: making Frank calls. Because yeah. they kept trying Crossfire to put got themselves. got
0: canceled like two days later.
3: Well, they kept trying to put each other on the same standard, and it's just, you can't. John Stewart's on Comedy Central. These guys are on a news channel. But hey, um, I want to say before we go, the Fred Barr GoFundMe. Yeah. $47,761. Way to go, Hawkeye fans, and I'm sure more. Than just ho- I saw Tim Dwight donated 1000. Uh, and great. they oh,
2: think that they can cure this.
3: No, there is no cure. Well, According to
2: What are they doing the surgery for? Uh them?
3: exploratory to see if they can figure out a way to minimize the pain. That's okay. what I've been told from Rob keeps in pretty close contact but with the family. But they can minimize it. Well, that's what they they're hoping. Know. This is exploratory. Okay. Yeah. And um, cool. a surgery a, a supposedly went well yesterday, but as of now there is no cure. But 40, their goal was 35,000. They've raised 47,761. Some man named Bruce Logan, does that name ring a bill to you guys? No,
1: God.
3: donated 2,500.
1: That's great. Yeah, it no. does sound familiar. Yeah, it I doesn't did. to me.
3: There's no Bruce Logan, former Iowa football player, and I just does not, does not ring a bill to me, but mm-hmm. man, he donated 2,500. And there's a lot of anonymous people yeah. that have um, donated a lot of money too. So, no, that just shows you. And I'm sure that there was more than just Hawkeyes who did this, but this examples like this show you there's still a lot more good in us than bad. Yeah, there,
1: uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. We well, see the
3: bad all the time; it's on TV all the time. But I look at those people trying to rescue people out of that fallen building in Florida, just working their asses off for the seventh day. I mean, there's a lot of good people in this world. Not seven and a half
2: million of them, at least. What do you mean, well, they voted for Biden, and they were Republicans, you know. They voted down ticket for Republicans and up ticket they voted for Biden. So the, uh, when we say anything about Republicans, it's not all Republicans. Well, I've got a lot of good Republican friends. Yeah, oh, so absolutely. do I. Of course. Yeah, so do I. Well, I just like to point that out. On a, I mean, on I was occasion. raised Republican.
3: Yeah, I may have more Republican friends than I do Democrat. To be honest, I with was
2: it. raised to uh, not uh, not to get along with anybody.
3: <laughs> I and was Pat- very, my parents were hardcore Democrats, but they weren't real political. My mom loved JFK; she loved FDR, yeah. Yeah. but it's they weren't they weren't the kind of people that I mean they voted, and that was about it. But they weren't the, they their lives weren't consumed with politics, nor is mine. And mm-hmm. before we
2: leave, I love you, Pat.
3: Yeah, that's... Do you ever hear him do it? <laughs>
7: yeah. It's Doesn't it just
3: kind of creep? I love you, brother. I love you. He loves Anderson Cooper. He loves... Sometimes Cuomo creeps me Maybe out. Maybe he does. And there's yeah. pictures of him on... You know, he's flexing and showing you how... He gets on my nerves sometimes. You know, uh, I don't you,
1: think I've spent more than a minute watching him.
3: Are you a big Cuomo fan, Captain? Uh, no, no. I don't dislike him, but I, I just... I don't
2: know. dislike him or anything, but... Yeah, when they replaced uh, him with Berman in the morning... The uh, morning CNN got a lot better.
3: Oh, I like Poppy Harlow too. Yeah. I do too. I think she's good. And she,
2: Brianna's good.
3: Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Sciuto's yeah. good. Um. Um. Yeah, but no, just Cuomo. Sometimes the love stuff is just too much for me. And I didn't think it was good when he had his brother on during the pandemic. I, 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 I thought I it was you. a bad. I just thought it was bad. Love your op- suitor. <laughs> love you, Suter. Well, you guys say that over lunch, don't you? <laughs> do you S- guys. You guys don't go to lunch anymore. <laughs> no. Right? You, What's you going yeah, yeah. What's going on? Is there a little friction?
1: There's no friction. It's <laughs> called calories.
3: Yeah, you got to still eat lunch, don't you? You're not eating lunch anymore. No.
1: Do I have salads at home?
3: Oh, are you dieting? Yes. Oh, I was not aware of that. Yeah, dieting without giving up drinking is not easy. Trust me, I know. But you, it can be done, though, Tom. No, we broke up, Souter. You was guys that,
2: should go out to. Lunch. It, was at it, was bad. it was at Minnesota. It was at Minnesota. Baseball coach. Baseball coach.
3: But hey, before we wrap All up, it would have been a good breaking point. Thank you, to, thank you to Jan Jensen and Jack and Julie. I yes. Mean, was um, great. Really enjoyed today's interview. Hopefully, our listeners did too. And Jack, congratulations, man. I mean, I really have a lot of respect for you.
1: Awesome. All right, talkfanatic.com. Check it out, it's free.